now tuned into Bars and Hoops Radio, where the world of hip hop and sports live. Union Square, I was there. Yo, it's still the great hot division. Taz, let's fight. Zah, let's argue. What up, what up, what up, y'all? Bars and Hoops steals the great. Pop the bearded one. Let's get it. That's where? The t- Mr. Two-Piece. Die Flair. What up, what up? And DJ J on the J-O-J on the ones and twos. We are Bars and Hoops Radio, fellas. Back to another episode, man. Word, man. We got a lot to talk about, man. We definitely going to talk about some NBA, you know, the last dance, the last two episodes premiered tonight. You know, we're going to talk about some NFL. The race card is being pulled again. Jesus. You know what I mean, we definitely got a special interview with the Circle Zone. Good time, Slim. You know what I mean? Shout out to my man, Frank Dreddy on the check-in. I see you. But, um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about, man. So let's set it off, man. Where we going today, man? We starting it off with what? The N- going NFL? To start we going with the NFL today. Let's go, Bob. Off. You know how we do. It's Bars and Hoops Radio, man. Don't forget, give us a call, 516-206-0711. It's popping today, I'm telling you. I went outside for a little minute, gentlemen, just to get off topic a little bit. I went outside, and I went to check my mail, and I realized it was Sunday. I just wanted to sit on the porch. <laughs> outside. Right. Man. Right. No, I see you got that grill going la- yesterday, too, man. You need to really stop right. playing right. it. Right. Oh. Somebody over there, man. Hot dog <laughs> neck, man. I heard you <laughs> was over there. <laughs> had him out there, man. With some chicken on the ground. Dogs. So, look, we got a couple things going on in the NFL right now. The first thing we wanted to bring up is a little bit of what you were talking about earlier still. So, Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, has recently said that he wanted to see some changes to the Rooney rule, right? But now he he got a couple of things he wanted to put into the Rooney rule that we just was like, it it was beyond crazy. And stop me if you think this is something that could work or not work. I'm going to give you a little bit of the rundown. Now, a, a lot of the plans was to help the team or, or incentivize, incentivize the team to uh, bring in African-American coaches, African-American general managers, or even African-Americans in their front office or on their coaching staff, that they were going to uh, make it better, make it a little bit better for them to get draft picks and so forth and so on. So it says these are some of the things they wanted to do. Teams move up six slots in the third round for hiring a minority head coach or 10 spots in the third round for hiring a person of color as a general manager. Or whatever title it gives to the person who builds the team. That's part one. Yeah, that shit is crazy, man. Go ahead, finish, though. 
so now two is if a team hires a minority coach and GM, it jumps sixteen spots. What? Sixteen. Just, yeah. I never 16 got. Spots. I never got the racial politics behind this though. It should just matter about who's the most qualified and who has the ability to acquire and so forth. Well, we we you, you already know how to go, man. We've been more qualified in a lot of things before football. And look, hundred percent. You know what I mean? So I mean, we definitely already know what it is. We ain't got to call it. It's, we already know the suspense factor. The third thing is teams will get bonuses for keeping minorities in, th in those positions. You hear this? They get bonuses for keeping minorities in these <coughs> positions. And these are just a few of the rules. What's your thoughts on this, man? <laughs> Who want to go first? This is like affirmative action of sports. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely, a little bit more than that. I think it's, you know, maybe even worse. I mean, it, it, this should this should even have to even go on. I think, you know, it's, it shows a, the deep rooted issues within professional sports as a whole, not just, you know, football and so forth. You know, it's it's in basketball, you know, it's it's, it's just represents our society. Zah, what's your thoughts on that, man? I think the NFL need to get their, you know, what together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, uh, <laughs> this whole this whole uh, situation is a mess, man. It's crazy. Yeah, I I hate I hate the fact that they even have to go to this extreme to force owners to, you know, hire. A person of minority, not even just blacks. We talking about, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? Anybody outside of a white race. Like, it's crazy that they have to try to incentivize that for owners to feel comfortable enough to hire a person of color to run their organization from a general manager standpoint or to coach the team. You know what I'm saying? It's just crazy. And this is a bad, bad look for the NFL. And it's a bad look for my man, Jay. I got to call it what it is, because at the end of the day, the whole thing was for Jay to come in and kind of level the playing field between African-American athletes. That that can include executives now and the NFL. And it just seems uh, like they just tone deaf. Okay? Like, yo, how can you even come out publicly and do something like this? Like, it just clearly shows, like, they don't have a clue of how to reach the people, and, and uh, especially people of color. You know what I mean? It's crazy. That's crazy. I think the I think the real problem behind it is like you said, it's more of a deep root it's a deep rooted issue with uh African Americans in the NFL, man. I mean, like, we good enough to 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 run the ball, we good enough to catch the ball, we not good, really good enough to throw the ball, according right. to them. We damn sure ain't good enough to coach the ball, is how well, they look feel. at the look look at the names that look at the name that they got. The good old boys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like you know, we'll use y'all to get money off of y'all, but at the end of the day, who the real money makers are. And it's like, and it's like as a coach coming into that situation, you're going to have in the back of your mind, like, yo, did you really hire me for my skill set? Or did you just hire me because of the incentives that comes with it for the organization to get players to make your team better? Because at the end of the day, they could just utilize them for a year, two years, get rid of them. And then the players that they were able to acquire because they hired that person of color, they'll bring somebody else in it that, he, that they want to run their program and act like they was there from the beginning when they start winning. You know what I'm saying? So that sucks. You know, that, yeah, that's not for crazy. nothing, the NFL must have that on their mind because the second rule says the longer that they keep them in the franchise, they're going to they're gonna give them bonuses. It's crazy. So this some... that they expect that, okay, they're going to bring these guys in, they're going to put them in, in the head coach, they're going to fire them. Have any of y'all ever seen Remember the Titans? Do you Have you ever seen this movie, Denzel Washington? I know you have. Oh, for sure. Great movie. 
Now, at that point, when they brought Denzel Washington and they brought him in to be the NFL, I mean, not NFL, they brought him in to be the head coach of a football team for high school, right? Mm-hmm. But they brought him in thinking that or hoping that he was going to fail so that it just looks good and they can move the old white coach exactly. right back in that situation. And because of that, that team had to go undefeated. Exactly. Is this is where we at now? And this is what I mean. As far as African-Americans and as far as our, our performance, it's like we have to do better than the best just to get a seat at the table. And this is just unacceptable from the NFL, man. But you know what it is? It's, it's you know, you got to stand, though. It's like it's like traditional old way of thinking. A lot of those owners are stuck in their ways. You got to stand like that's a collective. I mean, one person that was probably stuck in his ways in his own sports entertainment was probably, you know, rumor. Not, I was not going to say rumor, but speculation was Vince McMahon. But then he started realizing when he created XFL, he was like, wait a minute, these guys, I don't want to be like these guys are putting that type of, you know, pocket. You know, so let me do the opposite of what the NFL is doing, you know, but the NFL to me, I don't think is going to change anytime soon. This is see, and Vince McMahon crumbled at the wrong time. This coronavirus crumbled the XFL. You know what I'm saying? They was looking for buyers the other day. Wow. It was they, they had it. They had it. They had them up. They was up for sale. And they, and what happened was they had everything that they had implemented and how it would work. And they was looking for buyers, man. I think the XFL is done. But you know who else? Get a return on his investment. I'll tell you what. Six degrees of separation. You know who was in the XFL as a um, as a as a as a consultant to the panel of the football portion? Hmm. Jim Caldwell. You know what Jim Caldwell was? One of Indianapolis coach came up under Tony Dungy. Yes, sir. He came up under Tony Dungy. He ended up getting a head coaching job for the uh, Detroit Lions. Had a better record. Yep. That's a fact. He did not Fuck. make it. He ended up firing him. And this is exactly what we're talking about yeah. as far as NFL and African-American coaches. We hit on this earlier being Bars and Hoops Radio. We brought you an entire special, a, a two-week special about the coaches and then about the quarterbacks. And we just wanted to hint on it. Like, what is going on out here in the NFL? And yet, what makes up the amount of, of, of NFL players in the league right now? We about 85% African-American. Easy. Easily. You know what it is? Oh, we're, we we're, 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 we definitely got a We got a caller. Hold that thought, Zah. Uh, Bars and Hoops Radio, who's this? Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Vang, <laughs> what's happening, champ? What's good, man? Um, what's good, good, man? Um, I just, I just, I'm listening to y'all and I'm like, it's just a, 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 a black, it's, it's black thing. It's it's fair on both sides of the coin. There's, there's, they fear they fear us because they know that we'll do we'll do a great job and we fear we fear the breakaway. You know what I'm saying? We fear like mm-hmm. I said, it's like it's like it's like we they like the NFL like is like them giving us houses and buildings and and you know what I mean, like wow, you got this good job and like but we fear the breakaway of saying, you know what? Let's live off the land. We can make this shit happen. Make our so own like, league. Wow. Yeah. Again, it goes to it goes to why not? Why you got? Why brag about having billions if you're not gonna take billion dollar risk? That's a fact. You have you have billions. What's better than one billionaire? Two. Okay. Now yeah. you have, now you have your Kanye West and the billionaire. Don't y'all want to be so braggadocious? Do you understand? Y'all put look. You put your money. You put your money together. These young, 
and you're not just billionaires. You're you're more influential than the people that are that have billions. So like if you have if you have billions and you say you know what I am you know and, and like I said you have like the Jay Z the Puffies and the Steve Stouts of the, of the world. Why uh-huh. not go sit? With, why not go sit with Tony Dungy? Why not go sit with Jim Carwell? Why not have meetings with you guys and say, "Yo, look, even if it takes five years of behind the doors building, listen, this is the ultimate goal. Let's build this. Yeah. How do we do it? Okay, this is how we do it. We got we got Herm <clears throat> we got Herm Edwards, Lovey Smith, we got um Lewis and all of them. We got Lewis we got Reddit. them we, we we got them in college now. Yeah. They're in college. So you yeah. know what? Okay. They learn in that system. They're similar boys to us. All right. Like, this is, this is what it takes. Yeah, it's, to, it's, it's, it's true. You know what I mean? Why not build a billion, build a billion dollar underground railroad? I think, that, I think that it's more than that, though. I, I don't know. I, I think that if it was that easy, it could have happened fun. already. You Man, know what I mean? It's that easy, though, Phil. I'm not saying it's easy, but, uh-huh. but, but if you don't start it, you're not like, like me. In, in, in my household, in my household, we go by we go by these sayings. We go by and say, if if you did it, you'll end it. If you feel it, you'll feel it. And what I mean by that is, then is d i is d i n. If you do it now, you'll end it. If mm. you do it later, you'll feel it. So it's like if you don't start, if you don't start, then there's ne- there's never going to be a right time. Like people tell you, it's like it's never a right time to have a baby, no mm. matter what. Oh, now I'm not financially set to have a kid. No, you, uh, whatever, no matter what time, whenever that kid comes, you're going to feel like you're not financially set. You know what I mean? Because then you're going to think further along. So if you start it and start doing it, then even if it doesn't end with you, you still have somebody building or know what to build on. Got it. Vic, let me ask you a question. Go ahead, Des. Now, you know, it, it all sounds good and so forth, though, but how many people are willing to have that cushion snatched from underneath them? But that's what I'm saying. That's fair. That has nothing what I'm saying. Or not, that's what that's, it speaks on my original premise. It's fair. Like, like that's, God, that's, y'all, can't be, y'all, y'all can't be worried about, like, that's like, that's like y'all being worried about, well, well we're going to have to compete with ESPN. For what? That's a fact. For what? And y'all not, y'all ain't nobody on the station billionaires. That's a fact. But it's like you you started, and then who knows? Somebody comes along and and say, you know what? I like what the brothers is doing. Let's get on top of that. Like that's, that's what I'm fact. saying. Everybody started somewhere. Like Amazon and them started in 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 garages and backyards and basements. And I see and I see what you're talking about too. Even even my sports, like with um black fighters couldn't get fights. They had to form their own league of the Black Murderers Road just to be able to even get paid and. And they were just too good That's for it. They were just too good. Like, like you can say whatever we can say whatever we want about Floyd Mayweather, but he showed you a, pl- a blueprint of saying, "Screw y'all!" And y- I, I know y'all don't like me. Like, who, like he's one of the most unlike people. And he said, "You know what? Okay, this is what I'm gonna do. No question. I'm gonna start my own." And now y'all can't tell me nothing. He, he, like, paid, Bob Arum, he paid Bob Aaron. He paid that three million dollars to get out of his contract, That's and that was what I'm saying. Yep. So what I'm saying, shout out to Floyd Mayweather. You know what I'm saying. So what I'm saying, if if, 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 the the Jay Zs and the Puffies are some like y'all got, it it won't just be y'all because what happens is now you say, you know what? Instead of LeBron and and, instead of them going to buy soccer teams, you know what I mean? Buy soccer teams. 
They say, you know what? I'm going to get an NFL team. And we will, whatever, not even an NFL team, but whatever y'all need in the league. Yeah, because that go so, against the whole point of what you was just saying. I was about to say, like, why NFL team? No, no, why no, not no, our no, own? I'm just, yeah. saying, I, I'm just saying, yeah, a football, a football team. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? They're about to invest in a football team and say, you know what? Cool. Let's, you know what I mean? Like, let's do it. And then you have them just. We run. Come on, our athletes run it. No question. You have athletes, and they will come and play. And you have the own athletes who the NFL shun that will come and say, "You know what? We gonna make this work. Yeah. Whatever we touch is gold." A lot of the, stop having fear. Guys, uh, a lot of the athletes were scared though, because the first thing to come out their mouth is, "I gotta feed my family." When, when it comes to, you know, going against the machine. You know, yeah, that reiterates Vague's point. Like he said, we operate out of fear. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> operate out of fear, but when you have the right voice, you understand? When you have the right voice going to do, like when you have the right voice telling you what what needs to be done and showing you, look, yeah. this is the way we do it. Like because, like what I'm trying to tell you is that, like, like look, you know what I mean? And and like I said, we always say whatever we want about a LeBron James but when he showed the players that look this is how you this is how we gain power they yes. can't challenge us because we, we, we run the league That's without us there's nothing when they say yo look if y'all don't get rid of Donald Stone we ain't playing that's a fact. He was gone. Nah, he that's was a jewel. gone. That's a jewel, vague. That's a jewel, man. And all that and all that feeding the family stuff too. It's honey funny that athletes say that. And I'm like, you know, you sit around with, you know, a twenty, thirty million dollar contract and you probably first year make a few million dollars. Half of us was raised with with a household less than a hundred thousand. Sugar butter was our thing. You can't say that, Des, because a lot of them are taking care of aunts, uncles. That's and a fact. So you know, they're friends. Their original household. I'll never get they're friends. Thirty million could be dollars yeah. to some people. You know what I mean? Like thirty million is, is is the same. Like thirty million is is a lot to them because you know what I mean. Like I don't never say that. I just say, I just look at it as don't like when you have players that are like when you have players that have influence. Like like when you have a LeBron James who shows you that I don't care about. What type of money you could take away from me? I don't care about that. I care more about how my son and these black males gonna fit into society and change that. Like when you don't, when you don't wake up after seeing him getting nigger written on his house, and y'all sitting around playing like you know me see my names, I'm sitting around pussyfooting about uh, being the face of the NFL when these when these they show you what they think of you. And y'all, 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 uh, he got a valid point, though. Uh, a valid point, definitely, because he's a valid right. Point. A lot of us do operate out of fear of what we're going to lose, and it goes back to the point with Michael Jordan, not to skip, you know what I mean, subject. I'm just going to say, like, a lot of his fear was not, like, when he didn't endorse that black candidate in North Carolina, and his moms told him to do it. He still backed the black candidate lost, and the guy won, and then the guy was like, ain't going to be no party in Mudville tonight. Like, you know what I mean? So... That really, oh man, wait till we oh, get to that segment. Oh, word. Yeah. Well, when we get to that, we'll talk about that more. But 
it goes to that point of people operating in fear when they really have all the power at their hands. You know what I'm saying? Well, you tell you the truth, that's that has a lot to do with the Willie Lynch letter, too, man. I mean, we, you know, we, we could get into that, but they said that was a myth, but I know what you're talking about. You know sure. what I'm talking about? They say it's a myth. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's about it was it was an author. At the end of the day, it's about money because you got you got kids that that grew up with nothing and they and they become millionaires overnight. They ain't trying to go back to that lifestyle. I mean, you but don't have a, to even look at Willie Lynch. You could just look at you know even how some of us grew up. Like even when I when I was eighteen, and I started investing in the stock market. Everybody was like, "You're crazy." But the thing about it is that out of fear, out the fear, like remember, I was trading ETFs back then. And the fear was back then. It was like, yo, don't do that. You might, you know, because people didn't know. And I was ETFs, by the way, because ex- ex- exchange traded funds. So it's a cluster of stocks that are in like like a fund. So like, you got to have time. so you got like EZA, which is like, you know, in Africa, it's a cluster of companies within one share. So a sector sort of like the S&P 500. Yeah, like the, the, diamond, the diamond index and so forth. But. You know, but we'll go and we'll go buy lottery tickets, but we'll throw away every single paycheck. I see people with three hundred dollars in the in, in buying lottery tickets, and they're never going to get it back. That's you know, a lot. I tell you, I tell, I tell you what, man. A lot of that has a lot of that has to do with, like you said, like how you came up, yep. how you how you dealt with things. Um, this next side of the coin that we're going to talk about has a lot to do with, I'm guessing, how you came up with, and, I mean, how you came up and how you dealt with things. We have. Since the rest of the world was on the quarantine, we got a few NFL players that got wrapped up in the law, man. God. Been getting real crazy out here in the past couple days, man. You got DeAndre Baker. You got Quentin Dunbar. They both got arrested for armed robbery and firearms uh, possession and aggravated assault with a firearm. Ed Oliver, the tight end for the Buffalo Bills, he's been arrested for DWI and unlawful possession of a weapon. Cody Latimer. Arrested in with an illegal discharge of a firearm and menacing and all kind of charges. What is going on with these guys in free time? Have they not heard about social distancing? What are they doing? The idle mind is the devil's playground, Pop. Say it again, kid. The idle mind is the devil's playground. That's a fact. That's a fact. I think that's more for children, though, my dude. Yep, I agree. I agree with you, Pop, because the thing about it is you got an opportunity. One percent of probably athletes make it to being on a high level of being a, a, a professional. Say you that know, again. One percent of total athletes, especially in our community, make it to the league or any any type of sport. You know what I'm saying? And you're gonna blow the opportunity doing the same thing you would do in the hood. You know, but, so what's the what's the point? My 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 thing is I, I'm trying to understand like okay Des you said it yourself a lot of us we do come from a from not let's say not a poor household but a middle class household very very seldom you know we we've come from one of those high end uh households and, and half the times ain't no dad in the house you know, sugar water was our thing every meal was no frills so well, let me ask y'all well, let me ask y'all this you you got a kid you 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 got take take any one of us we're seventeen eighteen and we get thrown. A thirty million dollar contract overnight. That's not the only thing that's going to change is our is our living status. We're still going to be the same person. We just got money now, and now the only thing on. is we're going to do all the stuff that we imagined that we could do. But we're still well, we're still hood. We're, but here's but, the but here's the real issue, Zosa. At the end of the day, these guys are willing to get into violent crimes. We're not talking about getting their money and blowing your money on Lamborghinis and girls and all. No. 
We talking no, about that's, that's, dudes that are picking up pistols and threatening people with guns, firing this, guns, stealing. This is what robbing, I. This is like what I was never been on in the first place. I don't this understand. This is what I was alleging. You still got you still got singers out here that still throw gang signs. You got you got basketball players, former basketball players that still roll dice in dice games. Like, hey, stop dude. trying snitching out here, champ. I'm just saying, the game don't, like, you're still you, you know what I'm saying? So it's, I mean, we see, you know, but the thing about it, too, and it comes to, like, you know, it's bigger than just having an idle mind. I just feel like a lot of people, they they want to have that image, that, you know, like, even when we, we, we were kids or whatever, I mean, maybe, maybe y'all, but I mean. But I was like, um, this movies guy. like new- I, don't, I don't even want to hear what he got to say. <laughs> like, like, he said like, maybe it was y'all, boy. You know, like Scarface. You know, I wasn't even I was born back then. But um, you know, cut, you had, cut his Michael. And then you had like New Jack yeah. City, and you know, we have movies like that. Paid in well, paid in full was really me. You know, New Jack City a little bit. I was a little kid. Um, and you see, and you, can I come outside? Yeah, mommy, can I got can I got a dollar go guy screen truck, please. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, um, I tell you this, I but see we see. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, but, but, but we see these movies like that and think about it if you've been fantasizing and be like okay well i didn't have to sell drugs but i'm an athlete so i got money like a like a dope dealer or something like that so i'm gonna live this fantasy that i think that is real but it's not a lot of things have been embedded in our subconscious mind and we don't even know it half the time you know but to these people who are you know athletes who may not think that deep you know, to them, it's like, I, I got to look, I got money and I'm going to still be tough because that's going to give me street cred. And I got I to I got to stop you right there, because when after these dudes supposedly robbed this car game or, or got played in this car game and came back later and robbed the place that they was robbing, they sped off in Lamborghinis, Ferraris and Benzes. Fucking dummies. I need a camera. I need a camera. You kidding me? Excuse my language, man. I just don't understand. Not even not even a Camry. And where did not, this not f- huh? And not only that, not only that, it's not like they hired some. I, it, I just don't get it. I mean, like if you're gonna do bare face, it was, it was Florida, in, right? Yeah, they <laughs> went and <laughs> you're you're, you you're know, robbing you're robbing a dice game for your money back, but you're speeding off in a three hundred thousand dollar car. It's Florida, please, Florida, man. Because you know what you know, you know what it is. They feel like they're un, 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 untouchable, and they feel like if they get in a jam, they can get themselves out of it, and they don't think no one's going to tell on them. That's what they think. Well, I'll tell you this. Just to end Those all. Those be the first ones to get caught. Just just to end all. At the end of the day, these dudes are going to have to answer for these crimes, but I think the, ult- the ultimate thing that they're going to really have to answer for is the stupidity of what they did. I mean, ultimately, it makes no sense. You're making all of this money. You was playing in a high-stakes card game for 70 grand anyway. What was you doing doing uh, being there like that? You're driving, and, you got- and this is what I'm saying. They have these things that they always dreamed about, and yet they act so frivolous with it like they didn't work hard to attain it. So this is why I really have a hard time believing that this is something in their subcon. I believe that a lot of these guys really just don't understand the position that they're in, the way that they're being looked upon, the way a Floyd Mayweather's looked at, the way a LeBron James is looked at. They're looked at as athletes and people who made it out. People look up to you. They aspire to be you because of the things that you've done in your life. Not being the next dude on the corner. You shouldn't want to aspire to be that guy. You passed that. But you got to understand. It makes no sense. I, it's you nothing gotta- to understand. The, at the end of the day, they about to lose their freedom when they was on top of the world. 
That's but it's, it. Like I said, there's some negative things embedded into our culture as a whole. Uh, it comes back to people have wanted that look. It's I'm a, not I'm even tell about you. having everything you want. You can have everything hey. you want and you still want to look. When you, when you say that, I hey. hear the violins, man. I really do. I hear the violins. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a sad story, but ultimately, Oprah put it best. You are responsible for you and your actions regardless of what oh, happens I don't feel bad for them. in your life. I don't, feel bad. I, don't, I don't feel bad you for them what, at all. Pop? Go ahead. They got cleared. They, I'm reading how attorney, attorneys from Seattle Seahawks cornerback Quentin Dunbar and New York Giants cornerback DeAndre Baker uh, said on Friday they had affidavits from witnesses to show their clients are innocent of the charges from an alleged armed robbery that took place in Florida. Does that make sense to you? Don't make any sense to me. I <laughs> don't make so because somebody else wrote a letter to saying I wasn't there, they're not getting in trouble. So you trying to tell me they off? Like I said, it's a different, you know, you know, they have people that are higher higher than them that protect them and you know, things like talks. Wow. Well, a half hour in, flew already, boy. Think about think about <laughs> think, think about who who gets some people get paid to drop statements. I mean, things happen, you know, like some people be like, yo, you know, some people in, in certain predicaments, you give them fifty days. grand, they'll be like, Yo, I didn't I don't remember what happened. They'll have to give them that. They don't, they don't have to even give them that much. They went to one of their friends like, I'll take you food shopping. They say you ain't seen me. I mean, say just you see me here. He said, just say you didn't see me there. Just say you see me here. Work, I was with you. <laughs> you need some groceries? I got you. Go to C-Town. Well, I'll tell <laughs> you what. We 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 creeping into our half hour. We gonna send put our man DJ J-O-J with the quarantine mix. Yo, Jay, what's going on, man? It's the bearded Hello, one. What's what up? up? What up? How we I feeling over there, all, man? I hope it goes all well. I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll, though. No! <laughs> we come back oh, with the DJJOJ mix. We got our interview with Good Time Slim. <laughs> One half of the circle. JOJ, take us out of here. My infamous mom get on a job. Truth is revealed like the W fog. Some sightsy New York niggas thirsty for cheddar. Shining, you get your shoes taken with your heel sweater. Keeping these rap fans like crack fans. So we be up and put more infamous upon the rap scene. Mix the coke rhymes with pieces like baking soda. Albums of G-Pack selling torch bar waters. My mom picks like Dom Bricks. Satisfaction, guarantee real shit. Rapping noise, we beat you at the top, kid. And once we all on top, ain't no stopping it. I'm headstrong and peace with myself like Islam. Stupid, a hundred niggas form around me. Like force field, pull out and use gun like shield. Tools worldwide, the thing started from the hill. Beware, a quiet niggas laying in the cut. Patiently watching, waiting for a come up. Get the spots up, we rob land like white man. Plans to overthrow your whole shit while shaking your hand. Motherfucker, up the ladder of success, we did. And destroy, still shining, still climbing. Up the ladder of success with text, we build and destroy, still shining, still climbing. Still shining, still climbing. Nine six through the motherfucking year two G. The mob got a lock with the master keys. World life combination to the safe and so Get that loot, motherfucker. Spread love when you want. The forty first got the heat. Call them niggas that throw. Yes, the fine nine shine. Put that ass in line. Regulate. I'm only here just to take what's mine. My dick combined. Dangerous minds. Don't bust the outline. A half a man generating grands. Kid, you know how I go. Only fuck with fam. That's why you're looking from the outside in. Wondering how we bubbling, hustling, breaking. 
amazing. Grimy motherfuckers, getting info from the baby's mother. Got a pillow talking while that ass is sleepwalking. To so all that bullshit you did, I know where you live. You better be your point when you walk in the rest. The broke ass robbing don't got a best. So I suggest change your location is best. Cause I'm coming through warm and fatigue dress. That's what hollow tips, yes. The bro do jelly ass, yes. Yes, still shining. Still climbing. Hey, yo, you're timing. Where the fuck off? What is you trying? The faggot ass cats get Question remains, which MCs will reign, which ones will gain, how many suckers will feel pain? You're now tuned into bars and hoops radio. Phrases I spit like slugs after I sip from my mug, life is bug, the baseline groove is my drug. Now that you feel me, you'll hear some advice, all you found niggas gonna pay the fucking price. So take that phony hardcore look off your grill, cause I'll be stopping you still with the intent to kill. This is a battle rhyme in case you haven't noticed, you get replaced, you get demoted. Give chumps cranium lumps just like Louisville. I stand tall just like the Catskill Mountains. Praying like a cougar ready to bounce it, denounce it. All the unrealistic fake gangsters, fake mystics. So let me make this specific. You know we're nearest the original gifted. Lines get twisted, brain cells dissolve. As the world revolves, whack crews lick my balls. They can't deal with the realism. When they go for the mic, they better bring their steel with them. They're gonna need crazy help. When I get down for mine, murdering suckers for death. The question remains Which MCs will reign? Which ones will gain? How many suckers will feel pain? So, um, there's no need to worry. My sight is never blurry. I hit you with the flurry of rhymes and laws. Combined with raw style and grace, you're just a pile of waste. If you can't place in this rap race, I've been here, I'm staying. What, think I'm playing? I've been down, I came up the hard way, I'm saying. Bless my pops, he's divine. But what he owns is his, and what's mine is mine. So God bless the child in the streets, it's wild. I can easily pull a bumpin' MC spot. You can study for years and be the world's top scholar out here, life's a gamble. Steal a beat when you know they can't win. You stole the beat. Are you having fun now? Me and the odds gonna show you how it's done. You are what I label as a nerve plucker. You're plucking my nerves, you MC sucker. I thought I ought to tell you. Better get warned that I am like a stock and my word is born like change. Killing everybody in sight. The country sick. The name is life. After this jam, I really don't give a damn. Cause I'm gonna tell your whole damn plan that you're a beat fighter. Dope style taker. To your face, you ain't nothing but a faker. Be quiet, a dope style taker. Tell you why, don't you? Back to live action. Shout out to DJ JOJ, man. You know what I mean? Always taking us back. You know what I mean? With the DJ JOJ mini mix. Word, man. So we reached yeah. out on the show where, you know, we got our specially invited guests on the phone. Uh, one half of the circles, Brooklyn Zone, Tom Slim. Yo, yo. What's good, Slim? What's happening, boy? What's good? I can't make no noise. I can't make no noise. You, you might have to say what you're saying about that. Huh? 
You staying safe out there? Oh yeah, you know we definitely quarantine and staying safe. You know that Rona is real. How you how to how to go, pop? Shit is getting real. Shit is getting real. Corona bad. Corona bad. Corona bad. Corona bad. So slim, man. Again, man. Thank you for taking the time out to join us on our show, man. You know what I mean? Whatever. We would have loved to have you in person in the studio, but with technology, man, and the way things are right now, man, we felt like we needed to keep our platform going, man, and give people a little outlet, man, to relax on a Sunday and, and listen to us have some fun and hopefully bring entertainment to people. So I appreciate you checking in with us, man. So to start things off, man, what up? When, did start, when did you start rapping, man? You know what I'm saying? Give everybody a little insight on who Good Time Slim is and when did he start rapping? All right. I'm about to, I'm about to age myself and I'm going to age everybody that laugh at what I'm about to say right now. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I, started, I, started, I started rapping when, when Run... When Run DMC ripped off the car wash suits in the in the beginning of the Crush Groove, wow! When I seen that scene, I saw that. I said, "Oh yeah, that's what I'm doing right there." <laughs> that old word. <laughs> now, mind you, I was a child. Of course, I was a child. I Crush Groove came out. I was a child, but that yep. shit was so a part of my language. That was so that was so impactful. Like that that movie is literally what made me say, "Oh." I'm going to do that right there. That's what's up, man. Word up, man. So how did you come up? How did you get the name Good Time Slim? All right. All right. Check it out. All right. So, you know, every MC can, 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 uh, can relate to this struggle. I went through like 50 million names, yo. I went, I was a bunch of different rappers, right? So, I settled on Virginia Slim. Then I started doing the history. Couple pimps was named Virginia Slim. The cigarette cancer thing. The, yeah, it was just ah. So I didn't like that. So I'm from the I, my whole life. I lived in the projects, Van Dyke, Brownsville. What up, Van Dyke projects, Albany projects, Crown Heights. What up? I lived in Fort Greene. What up? I lived in the projects my whole life. So everybody know good times. The show, the family was the Evans. My name is Evans. So one day, me and Fats was just doing something. And he was like, yo, I got it. Good time, Slim. Uh, shout out Every, to Fats, too. Shout, yeah, half. shout out to Fats. Shout out to Fats. Word up. So that that's really what it is. I was like, you know, the, the Evans kid from the projects. Good time, Slim. It worked. Wow. 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 It is. So how, how long has it been since you first got into the game as an MC? You know what I'm saying? Where you finally fulfilled your dream. Um, I, we started, I started, well, we, me and Fats, we were, we were in a, a group prior to the circle it was called the usual suspects. It was like six of us. We was a baby Wu-Tang, right? Wow. So that, you know, the cream always rise to the top. So it wound up being me and him just being the last ones left. That was 98, 99. That's when we started really using our own money to book studio sessions. So you go, you now you talking about 98, 99, that's, showcases all over the city. I remember it was crazy. So every, every, every stage we could jump on, we did it. Did that shit for like two, three years. You know, we, we grind, we got our name up, X, Y, Z, met with a few labels. They said, no, nope, we don't want it. Keep going. So that's what we did. Go to about maybe oh one oh two. That's when we linked up. Mm-hmm. We met, I met Penn, Poison Penn. Shout to Penn. That's my big homie right there. Love that dude. That's big bro. Mm-hmm. He linked us with Immortal Tech. Mortal Tech is the Viper Connect. 
and yeah. the rest is history. You know what I'm saying? Viper so that's like 01, 02. And Viper Records is the situation. Right? <laughs> Say it again, Slim. I said when it wasn't no coronavirus, this dress Tracks, facts, man. <laughs> so what is it about your music that separates you from others, from other artists? Oh, that's an easy question. That's an easy question. We still do it for the right. Well, me, I, I say we, even though I'm, it's me, I'm, I'm solo at this point. Yeah. I still I still rep for so many people that's not spoken for. So when I say we, I'm talking about everybody that came up from my era that still respect the fact that, yo, when I when I put pen to pad or or thumb to the to phone screen and start typing, I'm trying to show whoever's listening I'm better than whoever you just finished listening to. You understand? Like, that's the mindset. Like, we 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 came up trying to be the best. So when you listen to my to my music, you listen to my rhymes, I'm trying to prove a point. They don't do that no more. That's yeah. that's not even a it's not even a it's not even a, a worry no more of whether or not you better than the next MC. Like it's a certain it's a certain foundation I was raised on. Yes, where sir. I'm like, yo, I need to prove to my peers, I need to prove to my family, my friends, the legends that preceded me, and to the dudes coming up after. Like, yo, this is how you do it. So that's what you hear when you listen to my music. No question. No question. So you so what's going on? What's going on? Good time, Slim. This is the bearded one. What's going on? Let's pop the bearded one. How you feeling, man? What's up, sir? What's up? Nah, Thank you, know, you bro. Meditating and motivating, baby. One day at a time. Right. You know what I'm saying? I got right. a question for you. Um, yeah. What artists have you worked with in the past? Um. All right. We worked with... Should I got features with with Cannabis. Mm. Got, um, That's my yeah, guy. Yeah, I got features with Cannabis. Um, I got features with Math Hopper. Everybody know battle rapping is popping right now. Hopper, that's the bro. I got yes. L Bill. L Bill does his numbers on the independent scene. If you yes. don't know, if you don't know any of these artists, please look them up. Well, now nah, we know. We know. Trust me, you in a you in a room with some hip hop heads. We know. All right. All right. Um. Uh, I, I got a joint. Um. I just did a joint with um the the Big D and Easy Mo B project. Everybody know who Easy Mo B is. Yes, yes sir. Before, yes, so. sir. I just did two joints on there. One of the joints was produced by um Just Blaze. That was me, Tech, Immortal Woo! Tech, Poison Pen, Swave Seven. We was on that track. Big D also. That is real. I like that. Um, uh, I done I done shared the stage with I'm when I and I don't mean I was on the stage at ten o'clock and then they came on at six at night. Like I done been <laughs> I done been on the stage and been handed the microphone from like legends. Like I'd have been on the stage with how I was there when I was there when when freaking Nas brought Hove out at Long Island. Was it Rock the Bells? Barclays. Nah, that's the Barclays. Yeah, no, 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 no. Jones Beach. Oh, this at Jones Beach. This, this happened way before that. You know what I'm saying? This is when people realized they was they had really worked their differences out. Like we was on stage with them. I was standing there with, I was standing there with um. With with um Billy Dan's and just have walked on from he Paris said like he was with I, Bill Dan's. That's my uh, man's. You know what I'm saying like I, I didn't I'd have been around everybody, bro. And it's like it, I'm one of them. I'm like where's Waldo in underground independent hip hop? I know. I already know. We know. You know. I know. Shit. So 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 slim. Yes, sir. Um, let me ask you a question. Is, is that um. Is there something in your career that you wish 
you could have done different or something that you wish you could take back? Like, was there a moment in your career where there was a fork in the road, I guess I want to say, and it was like, you know what, I could go this way or that way? Is there something that you would take back or something you would just keep moving forward? Any kind of situation like that in your career? Absolutely. The very <laughs> beginning. I wish I could go back to the beginning and know everything I know right now. Oh. Like, that's, that's it. And I don't even know whether to qualify that as a regret or whatever, but I, if I, if I had that power, bro, I would go right back to the very beginning, and just, yo, give me that knowledge, and then let me, let me do what I do. It's a, it's an interview, it's an interview online. I think it was, it was, it had to be probably Vlad. There's a clip with Nori on Vlad where he say, it's a point where like where they, where you get to that point where you can go through them, them funny style doors, right? <laughs> and they like, you, we could, you could do this, or you can just go with your talent. I wish I was able to get to that point in the very beginning, have my talent, and have all the knowledge I got right now. That's what's up. Word. That's an honest, that's a real answer. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, so uh, and it's funny that you said going back to the beginning, because in the beginning, man, a lot of us, you know, we get in the game and we just know, like, we just want to rap. We don't think about all the paperwork and everything that comes with it. We so, go home. Yeah, we a go lot home. of people fell victim to 360 deals back in the days. What's well, the out my first album. <laughs> Say it again. 360 deal. 360 deal. So, yeah. what's your thoughts on the game today and like all of the opportunities that are there now with the United Masters, CD Babies, and the band camps? Is the game oversaturated or is it long overdue that people have the power now to have their own career in their hands? Damn, that's that's a that's a complex question. No, all right, people, peep game mm -hmm. right now. All right. When, when, right, when, you, when you hear, I'm 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 gonna qualify myself. I'm gonna say I'm from the '90s era. I'm not I'm not these artists that scared to say the era that they rep. I rep. I'm a '90s era lyricist, straight like that. I don't care who don't like that. I'm gonna qualify this. I don't care who don't like that. Whatever, handle your business if you don't like what I do. I'm still here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna still do it like this. So, like right now, when anybody from my era speaks on. The, the highs and lows of what the young the young cast is doing is always misconstrued as hate. It's not hate. Yes. Everybody, everybody, you ever notice that when you reach a certain age, everybody sound the same? It's because them experiences make you understand the same shit. Part my language. So That's a fact. The young boys right now, they eating. They eating lovely. Yeah. Love. Yeah. There was when when people thought Hove was eating when he and when his run and he was doing it better than any signed artist ever did. Well, now these young boys is doing it better than signed independent mainstream underground, whoever you want to call it. These young boys is is getting rich off of IG and yeah. two videos, right? Yeah, I, I ain't never hating the hustle. Do that, but it's 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 pitfalls to that. It's pitfalls to that, and that's what I don't like about it. That I was taught. Easy money, like it come and go. It, like you know, you get it quick, it go quick too. That's the same thing with the fame. It's the same thing with the with the stature, the status. It's the same thing with the likes. Yo, six nine wasn't getting no no freaking likes when he was locked up, yeah. right? He wasn't getting no likes. And then he come back out, he getting two mil. It's there when you around, and when you out of my out of sight, you out of mind too. And they don't understand that. And I wish there was a way I could get them. Well, we could get them all to understand. Yeah. That's Feel about the game right now. It's good, that real. but the knowledge still ain't there. It's still gonna be kids ten years from now telling the same story I'm telling. Same as telling the same story dudes in the '90s told. 
from the 80s. It's the same thing. It's a perpetuated era that I don't like. Well, so, I'm, I'm, I went down a rabbit hole. My nah, it's all good. It's all good. That's what we need to hear. We need to hear them stories. I I got a question. If if you all right, Slim. Yes, if sir. If that's the case, then and you know the game is to be sold and not to be told. I'm surprised you ain't just write a book. Because it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like that's like that's something that you may you may want a corner like a manual to this. You know how you know you know how I go. What you what's your thoughts on that? You ever thought about like putting it down on paper or like a like a a, a memorial a memorandum about yourself? If I could be if I could be honest to a fault right now, I'm gonna keep it so real with y'all. Hundred. I'm I'm stubborn. I'm very stubborn. Like I um I feel like certain actions. Certain actions, it uh, it dilute it dilute the product, right? Uh-huh. So, if I write a book right now, knowing that my heart is still in being an active MC, like still jumping on the stage, if I write a book right now, I sort of feel like not sort of, I feel like it it dilute what I'm saying because the only access I'm given is through my rhymes. I say it in my rhymes all the time, mm-hmm. like I put. I put I put the light. My life is in there. You want to know the truth about me? Just listen to my shit. It's there. No question. You know so I, I feel like I feel like the book. It, I'm I'm not I'm not even mature enough to put my shit in the book, and, and y'all are understanding. Y'all are like, yo, this motherfucker crazy. Call my language. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like when it's behind um, the beat, and I can rhyme it, I, and I can talk him. I can talk my talk. I could I could convey the thought better. If I start right, yo. If I just gave y'all a sample of what the rhyme pages look like, it's, it's like, yo, what the hell is this dude? Yo, what's he talking about? <laughs> I feel like my book would look like that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got different methods, man, for sure. Hey, Eventually, hey, down the line, that's, that's, that's a good seed to sow right there. Eventually, down the line, I, I probably should look into it. Yeah. Guys, I... Hey, I got one question. Um, yes, sir. The stigma I've been seeing the last few years is that um, a lot of the rappers from yesteryear, you know, didn't drop jewels on the on the rappers of today, the young fellas of today. Right. Um, if you can sit down and talk to a couple of the young fellas of today, what would you tell them? Um, I would tell them first off, it's a business, yo. We love it. You, we do it for the love. It's a business, and that's probably the hardest reality. That's the, probably the thing I was most stubborn about. And my try and my you know my dealings with the business. It's mm-hmm. like you deal with you you know you try to find people you're comfortable with, so you call them friends. They supposed to be associates. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? You dealing with people that you you start giving a certain title to just because they've been around a certain amount of years. Mm-hmm. And it's like nah, they ain't nobody. You know, so it's like just get the business right. I would tell them just get the business right. Get your paperwork, get your publishing. Make sure you got your writers credits. Get all that. Get all that stuff together. Get all that stuff together before you even think about reaping any profits. Because whatever whatever's gonna come in, if your business ain't right, nigga, you ain't keeping it anyway. So make sure your business is right. Right. That's right. Mm. First thing I would tell them, and everything else will go on after that anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. facts, facts. Slim, we can hardly hear you. Pull up on the phone a little bit closer. Yo, um, yo, yo, yo. Yeah, I hear you, but it's it's a little distorted. Yeah. Um, all right, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Uh-huh. Engineer. Right. Yeah, my engineer getting right. Yo, yo. I hear you right. I hear you right, right. All right. Okay. All right, we got the headphones in. Now nah, we good. Good looking, good looking dreads. 
Well, shout out to Dreads, man. My God, shout man. out to Dreads. Yeah, Word up, man. So, explain. Like you guys been on tour, like you said, you've been on stage with a lot of these artists. You didn't. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So explain how important tour experience is and how that leads to your stage experience on stage. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm gonna drop the jewel like this: the tour. The t- once you reach the tour stage where you can get up and leave your comfort of your home zone and make money or across borders, whether it be domestic, international, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the key right there. Now, I'm going to say it like this, because the touring is where a lion's share of your bread going to come from. That's because that's where, that's where you get the biggest pot when you when you on them tours. Per show, you get the biggest pot. You get to sell your merch. And now, if your business is right, you ain't sharing your merch with whoever, you know, whatever venue you in. So if your business is right, you doing your numbers numbers. Like, you you could sometimes double your profit a day per day on that tour. Like right? that. So that touring get like you gotta grind every but everything everything up until that 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 touring part is you know uh, that's that's you know people gotta find a lane but you gotta grind like the way I did it was we did a bunch of showcases I did a bunch of open mics anytime there was some kind of competition anytime uh it, I remember uh who was it K Slade was doing stuff at speed and we jumped in the joint we tore it down um uh well yo we it, it, I only want to I only I only want to muddle the conversation but we went the we just did that for you we did that for a long time we yeah. rocked out and that got our stage show proper because if you if you leave you you leave you leave New York City yeah with a confident stage show you're gonna hit anywhere you swear anywhere you touch down because I swear to God this is the hardest place to you you got everybody's friends, friends that know somebody that's better than you in the crowd. They staring at you like the fishbowl syndrome, like they're staring at fish in the bowl. That's just looking at you, looking at waiting for you to do something stupid. And they, 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 I wish they booed us back in the day. The booing is good. That's a reaction. I could take that. They would just stare at you in silence. You know what it's like? You know what it's like? You're spitting out the hardest shit you ever heard or have, that you felt that you ever wrote. And they just looking at you like, yeah, all right, whatever. Next. You know what I'm saying? So if you can make it out of NY with a with a with a and I and I'm not talking about a good uh, stage show. I'm talking about a confident stage show where you know I'm good. I could rock. Put me in front of anybody. I could rock. You go anywhere else, you are gonna hit. That's when you, when, when, and, and the reason why I keep going back to that the, the touring the touring of which I'm segueing to is because when you get on tour, you can meet these promoters. You can meet these fans face to face you meet these fans you're gonna if you meet a fan and make that fans day you're gonna have that fan forever as long as you're putting out product you're gonna have that fan so like you have to but you gotta you gotta get to the point where it's real you can't be out there on tour because your joint is doing millions of views on on ig tv or in a twitter feed that's not real you're gonna get on stage and be in front of 200 people which is a, a small crowd and you gonna you gonna you gonna freeze up, and you gonna you gonna fuck the money up. Pardon me, pardon my yeah. French. You gonna wow. mess the bag up. Wow, he said. They're, they're, but that, that's a concept they don't even they ain't even aware of, bro. They don't even they not even aware of this kind of concept, bro. It's it's easier now. It's easier now for them to 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 get all the Twitter views and stuff like that rather than right. go on stage, you know. So it's like okay, we still gonna make money just by people watching my video or yeah. viewing me on IG. And right. then when you and then the one or two times they do go on stage is terrible. 
it's a it's a it's a false shine like yep. that I, I love social media i love i love the connection and the, uh, the ability to connect later for the connection itself just the ability to say yo i'm, I'm about to reach out to this artist that I like, and I'm going to give them my honest opinion, and hopefully they get back at me. That's what's beautiful about social media, right? Yes. But when it's, it's like, when you, you know, when you take that that shine, like I say, it's a false shine. It's a good shine. It, it gives a light to your profile. But it's not the only thing. You don't go into a gym and work on your left hand, but then don't work on left-hand layups and work off left-hand hook shots, post moves. You don't just go to the gym and work on a move and then stop. Like, all right, I'm going to the park. They're going to kill you. Yeah, They're going to kill you. It defeats the purpose. Defeats the purpose. It's bad habits. That's another thing. I take a lot of responsibility for that, too. I got a lot I got a lot of young cats under me that I, I, I rock with, that I try to mentor. I take responsibility for that because it's, uh, with them, with their mistakes, there's a lot of things I just didn't tell them. A lot of times I was trying to figure it out myself. You know what I'm saying? Or a lot of times because I'm not further along where I want to be, I don't feel enough confidence in some of the wisdom that I got to share it with them until they be like, yo, Slim, are you crazy? You did da 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 Yo, what's yo, holler. And then, I, then when I, I start realizing, alright, these are jewels. I need to start letting it go. No question. No question. Alright, Pop, you look like you was going to ask something. Yeah. I wanted to ask you with the emergency companies like United Artists, CD Baby and Bandcamp. Right. Do you feel like the game is oversaturated? Do you feel like it's just too many rappers out there? Um, I feel like it's too many bad rappers out there. Ooh, Ooh say it again. Say that one more time. For, the, uh, for those in the cheap seats, <laughs> I feel I feel like there's too many bad rappers out there. Boy. There's never been a time in my life where I, I felt like it was too many good rappers. The more, the more good and great and elite lyricists we have out there, the more it pushed the game forward. That's but exactly the, the, the That's what that's what the social media. That's the false shine of the social media. It let all this sucker shit ride. It, it give a it give a it give a format, and you could literally buy tens of thousands of fake followers to keep pushing that. Yeah. that yes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying that's what I that's yeah. what's crazy about it. So yeah. I don't think it's oversaturated. I do think there are too many whack rappers out there stepping on the field that's not ready. That's what I feel. Hey. And you know what's sad? You know what's sad? In some cases, those are the ones that's getting the money. Yeah. But you know what? That's not by accident. I don't feel like that's by accident at all. I feel like uh, the people that hold that's, that's holding the keys, that push the button for all this shit, they control that too. So, of course, let me let this... This sound right here, Rod, because most times this sound is going to come from somebody that just don't have the knowledge. So I'm going to be able to get whatever paper they get. I'm be able to get it from them real easy. That's why you don't see artists like me sign because they can't. They're not getting you, know, you five dollars. You ain't getting from me. Imagine five hundred. Imagine five million. Oh, you know what I'm saying oh, you're not getting five from dollars from me without a fight. So that's why they don't deal with the artists that that's that's like myself. Yeah, but but there's so many outlets now. You don't even need to deal with a label now. Right, right. Anyway, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, what's one of your most memorable moments in your career thus far? That's super easy. <laughs> super easy. Okay. I um, I got, I got a lot of memories, yo. Like memories I never, I never, never be able to replace those moments in time with. with you know what I'm saying. But the the one that always stand out is literally 
the first show me and Fats did was it was in uh the first show in New York City that wasn't like a little small showcase. It was at um what's PlayStation Theater used it's uh Nokia Theater. Oh, yeah, no. right. It was called Nokia Theater, right? Mm-hmm. Times Square. It was a Mortal Technique co-headlining with Method Man. Wow. Now, at this time, we had when I say we had never rocked in front of a crowd bigger than like maybe 300, 250, 300, something like light. That, and I'm exaggerating at that. Like It was just light. Boy, this shit was sold out. Sold out. It was like 3,500 in there. It was a I mean, you, you walk in the joint, it was shoulder to shoulder. I'm talking about hip-hop heads, yo. Mm. Like wow. hip-hop heads. Mm. It was all I seen. And, you know, Technique is technique is a, a very, very successful independent artist. But That's I seen the power of Wu that day, yo. I mean, yo, it was wild yellow W's all over. That shit was like a swarm of killer bees. It was, it was crazy when you walked <laughs> in the spot. So Tech hit us early that day. Like, yo, we doing the show. Boom, boom, bow. Meet. Wherever we gonna meet X Y Z. Now up until that point, our our opening with Tech was yo we doing a song and a half maybe because it was we got you know the crew was big so he let everybody get their shine. Mm-hmm. This one he was like yo y'all got ten minutes two songs. Told us like on the way there. What? What? Now first of all, I'm a stupid. Yeah, I'm a stupid Wu Tang head. I love I'm Wu Tang forever. I love Wu. I, yo, don't say nothing bad about Wu around me. We are gonna fight. That's how it is, right? <laughs> Meth is my favorite. is my favorite rapper of all time. Now, everybody that know me know that it's, it's very real. That's my favorite rapper of all time. So this was like you know I'm cloud nine right now. I'm going crazy, yo. So we get to open up for my favorite rapper. It was it was a bunch of Wu heads. I met Meth that day. I met Deck backstage that day. I met a couple. It was a couple heads I met that day. Like it was the that was just everything, bro. Like everything. We rocked out, we did a show, we sold, we sold merch, we made money. That shit was beautiful, yo. It was beautiful. Sell some merch, make a couple of dollars, you know. That's it. That's it. <laughs> For real, man. Word pop, you got something else? Za? Well, my big yeah, well, my thing was um is there any is there anything that the fans listen should be in the lookout for for you and and in, in, in the near future from good times? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I um I just finished. Uh, I just made an appearance in the um the Illogy web series New York Minute. Right. I was just in the season finale. Um, like check it out. I got I got a couple scenes. It wasn't a flash. I got actually I got a role. I'm a character. I'm Gabby's man in the show. So I made my first appearance in the season finale. Y'all gonna be seeing me in season three. Oh, um, so check that out. What's the name um, of this? Uh, it's New York Minute. Sorry, it's a little delay on my side. So pardon me, y'all. It's a little delay on my side. Okay. Um, it's New York Minute. New York Minute. Illa G's web series. It's on Illa G TV YouTube. Shout out to Illa G. Word, man. Wow. Yeah, that's that's the big homie. Yes, sir. Very yeah. solid individual right there. Definitely, definitely, man. For real. So what's um, your handles? Oh, guys, slam, go ahead. Oh my fault, my fault. Real quick, I got that, and I just want to shout out my um one of my 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 young homies that's rocking doing his numbers night right now. His name is Frank Knight. We just shot a video for one of his songs, All Black. That's gonna be coming out like within the next week or two, very very soon. So just be on the lookout for that too. Okay, okay. Um, you know my page, my pages and all that. Y'all can catch all my new music and everything is on there. Yeah, tell everybody what the pages are. Give everybody that information for for those that are listening. I want to check out more. It's very, very simple. It's the circle 360. 
on IG is DA underscore circle. DA underscore C-I-R-C-L-E. Simple. Everything else, Twitter, Facebook, just is the circle 360 and you'll see Good Time Slim. On Twitter, I'm verified. Just look for the blue check. And you'll see it's me. It's real. So let's go. Yes, sir. And what, and what platforms can people find any of your music? Um, on, on everything. I'm on on I'm streaming on all of, all of the, the, the all of the networks, whatever you call these shits now. The, the Apple, you got Amazon, you got anything that streams music. You can find the Circle 360 deal. It's very simple. That's and when you and when you click on that link. I promise you, you're going to be very mad you do not clink on that shit a lot sooner. <laughs> All right, Slim. The bearded one over here popped the bearded one, man. I just sent you the, I just sent you the follow, man. I just sent you the follow. I'm going to get in here. I'm going to check in a lot of this out. We was listening to some of your freestyles, man. That's why we wishing we was in the studio because you know we're going to have to play. Oh, oh, but look, look, soon as this open up, soon as this open up, I'm there. Like, soon as yes, it open sir. up, I'm there. Because yes, I, I actually had some shit on. I actually got something in. On, I got something in the clip right now that nobody heard I was working on. The lag on the joint is a little crazy, so I don't want to mess it up right now. But I right. got something. For, we, could, we could work something out. I could try to record something and give y'all exclusive real quick, too. We could do that. Okay. Yeah, I sent it to y'all. Y'all could play it. Yeah, get the reaction. You know, you know, like I said, I, I want the hate, I want the love, all that. I, I want the reaction. So let's oh, send it. We, we can do something. This segment, man. We definitely yeah. have a where we play everything. You know what I'm saying? We play right. anybody, man. You know what I mean? And all we right, give well, our I'm honest about, opinions. All right, well, I'm about to flood your inbox then. <laughs> Yo, what's up with that? Some niggas challenge though. What's that about? That's interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. All right, so rest in peace, half a mil. I'm, I'm from I'm from Albany Projects, like that. That's where I'm from, yo. And like I, I actually had the honor of, of kicking it with him. I didn't know him well, but I kicked it with him a few times. Like that joint, that beat is very near and dear to everybody in Albany Projects' heart. So I've been working on that beat forever. When the homie shout to D Chambers, D uh -huh. Chambers did the the challenge. I said, Oh, I'm all over this. <laughs> I'm all over this. So and that's what happened. Wow. So yo, I got a I got a question from my homie Ali Vegas, man. He just chimed in, man. Shout out okay. to Shout to Ali Vegas. Definitely a supporter of his. Shout to him. He said, What's your go-to road meal? Go-to road meal would be uh cracker barrel. <laughs> um what the what what we order from crack? What was that? The like the chicken fried steak. With the chicken the and doublets too, yeah, that too. But I, I, I would OD with the chicken fried steak with the the biscuit with the oh, the applesauce butter. Oh. Yes, yes. No, that because <laughs> every time every time we be on a road, that's the only spot tech for the stop at. We crack about. He ain't trust nothing else. <laughs> Yo, he ain't oh, gonna be apple, good time slim for long. B. He gonna that be applesauce butter is the boy. I was boy, I'm 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 back to good time slim. We was on the road heavy, and if Ali is still in on, he could chime in for this one. When we was on the road heavy, yo, I was 250 something pounds. I blew up crazy. I was wow overweight because of Cracker Barrel. Cracker <laughs> <laughs> Barrel with apple, the plug, get at him. Yeah, yeah give sauce, me that. <laughs> that applesauce butter is the truth. Yo. That apple, please tell him again. That applesauce butter will change your life. Yo, yo, yeah. Slim, Slim, we can't take that from Zah because Zah ain't on the road. <laughs> 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 yo, nah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a all 
was down on that one. The apple sauce, brother, is something different, yo. That shit's something <laughs> different. We got a yeah. call. Hold on, Slim. We got a call. All right. Bars and O's Radio, who's this? <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, Slim, you call those butterflies out. <laughs> That's Ali Vegas on the line, Slim. Oh, what up, what up, Ali? What's good? <laughs> <laughs> I said, yo. I said, yo, he, I said, yo, he's shitting all the butterflies out before the show. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Got to get gotta get it somewhere. Yo, one way or other, so might as well do it that way. <laughs> That's crazy. Crack the barrel. Word up. The Taco Bell with the, the steak fries. Wow. <laughs> the steak fries, son. See, that's how you know it's real. Because you, you, don't, you, you, you don't really have the option when you're out there. When you're out there for two, three weeks, when you somewhere where you don't know nobody, but at the dudes that's in the car with you, you got to kind of, so, you know. Cracker Barrel was, you know, it sound crazy, but it was the safest option. So we did. That's a fact. I was eating salad, though. I like, you know, you know, two or three, three months, six months. He's like, like what's your want? Salad. Wow. That's, That's it. it. That's it. Wow. Let me let me ask you, did y'all go to the Golden Corral? Oh, oh yeah. Boy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Boy. yeah. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to throw a fat boy one out there. Y'all ever heard of Shoney's? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ain't hey, Shoney's your spot, Dreads? Don't you fuck with Shoney's on the road? <laughs> yeah, he got to put his head down. He know. He know. I'm telling you, man. Nothing, man. Try to eat the most simple shit because you would be fucking around and be twisted, dog. Veg was eating. Veg was eating Brussels sprout casseroles and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I, I keep it a hundred with you. I keep <laughs> like my first, my like my first go around. Like when I took the lyrics, I was like, I learned from there. I was like, oh, you know what? After that smoke, Gunner was on tour with me, so we was cooking. No like, question. I was like, I was like, because you could lose yourself on tour. Like you said, he's like, yeah, I was too something. Like, you could lose yourself on tour. Like, wow. <laughs> you can on tour and overeat because you're thinking, like, you're not even noticing it because you think that you're moving the calories, but it's like, Ah, right, you're right, but you're not you're not resting you're not resting proper, so you're not burning yep. them calories like you should. He absolutely right. He yep. absolutely right, y'all. That's the one thing. That's why I put that. That's why I put that on the blog. Was letting people know, like, like yo, artists, like I these, like artists, these like diet plans because you could, like, you could really, and you're not even eating one. You're not even eating healthy. You're not yeah. resting healthy, and you're not eating healthy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what's real? Um, freeway. Freeway who um was talking about that and and that's part of why he developed his bad kidneys because mm. he said for years being on the road they was eating crap they was eating garbage they was eating garbage and 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 his high blood pressure kept damaging his you know damaging his kidneys like that wow he had to get a transplant wow man that's crazy man but yo slim man yo we, yeah, we need we need we need we need hip-hop health care yo <laughs> and that golden corral is the oh boy you you the chocolate fountains are i'm not I'm, I, never, I went to the state man the state oh yeah I eat unlimited steak at golden corral yeah, now they about to shut it down too so it's over oh uh, hold on we got a caller bars on this radio who's this <laughs> 
Yeah, no, nah, yeah, because yeah, that's me and vague, but yeah, if you because people don't, they don't like, yeah, they don't eat right. Like your kidneys, like people come back with diabetes because they some people hold up on McDonald's all day. Oh. Like, yeah, like you be twisted. That's and, untold like, told you. Like, wow. I, yeah, I'm the one that's like, see, I don't smoke or drink, so I'm on to like, and I'm eating. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I don't smoke, drink. And ain't no red meat or nothing getting, you know what I mean, getting circulated on my time. So it's like, I mean, I'm watching everybody else smoke, drink, and eat McDonald's. And I'm like, wow. oh, young in trouble wow. when we get back. You know wow. what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, word up. Word vague, man. We appreciate that, man. Slim, we about nah, to wrap be, this up, man. Nah, be good, man. Yo, shout out to Slim, you know what I mean? Oh, shout to Ali. Yo, shout to Ali, man. Word up. Word. Yeah. All right, we appreciate you, champ. Peace. All right. Yeah, Slim, man. But yeah, we're going to move on to the next segment, man. But we appreciate you, man, chiming in with us. Like I said, when this Rona go away to a degree, man, we got to get you in dreads in the studio, man, and, and and really do it the right way. You know what I mean? Get the people pause and everything, man. You Yo, thank you for having me. I appreciate the time. I appreciate the wisdom shared, y'all. I'm in there as soon as this open up. That's yes, my word. sir. We're looking forward to it. I'm in there. Checking in, man. That's good time. Slim on the checking with us, man. Thank you, Slim. We appreciate you, bro. Brooklyn, we did it. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, now. All right, Slim. You're ready. All right. Man. Yeah, kid. So, where we going, Pop? My man, J.O.J. going to hit us with the halftime mix. We already at the halftime already. Let's see what you got. Yo, Jay, what's good over there, brother? What's good? What's good? Let's go. Let's go. Let's make that happen, man. Let's get it. You're now tuned in to Bars and Hoops Radio. Yo, listen, tonight it'll be exquisite. Behold the beneficent garments stitched from the best seamstress. Persian gold woven silk wedding. Diamond red boobies in my crown heading. Clark Molly boots sway with the French brave preparing for the greeting. Peace, princess, you truly are, you will be home. I would love to have you as my guest, serving you the best. Watching you unwind, the pleasure's all mine while I'm chasing your sweet. Words of seduction and sexual tones. I was wondering if I take you home. I'm in the zone while I'm watching you dance And I'm thrown by your passionate moans And the sounds making me Loyalty is royalty Loyalty is royalty Loyalty is royalty I'm so glad I found you In the pride So glad I found you too many phony MCs out there this year. It best to beware. I've burnt thousands already. So get ready. Lyrics are deadly. Too many phony MCs out You're there. You're not tuned in to bars and hoops radio. Lyrics are deadly. Niggas keep frontin'. Ain't saying nothing. Killer priest remains calm. They carry on. Go ahead, sing your song. Claim your dogs. Rap superstars look cute with your stars. Bitches like that. Where your mic's at? Bite me, I bite back. Plus I break back. Fuck it, you can sue me. Yours truly. Niggas sound booty. Too many rappers in the east wanna be gangsters. Too many gangsters in the west wanna be rappers. 
bunch of actors, all the smack Who's your master? Sit down, take a lesson, stop guessing. For years I had grace, saw your mad face, that only showed bad taste. Run around like you're delirious, foaming from the mouth like you're furious. I'd rather be serious, keep the audience curious. These fantasies, nothing for your fantasies. They might cause casualties. Hollywood is not your neighborhood. And if it is, give the mic Natty Woods. And y'all can be off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of all. Woo! Back to live action. Shout out to DJ JOJ. The priest. Word know about Priestie kid for real. Basic instructions before leaving Earth. Oh my word. word the mother man but we reached the nba segment man of our topics today of, of the on the show man and i had a burning question for everybody man you know as i said earlier in the show man you know tonight is the um season finale of the 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 last dance man you know they gave us eight great episodes of the life of michael jordan and, you know this documentary did two things man it kind of opened up the, the bad side of Michael Jordan. Yes, it did. And it also shed light on the good side of Michael Jordan with his on, on the basketball court. I'm about to say, because yeah, on, yeah. on the basketball court. But again, the, the, the thing that's the glaring, the most glaring part of this series is him as a person. So my question to you guys is, what did this documentary do to you? in regards to how you look at Michael Jordan, has it changed your perspective on him as a person or did it make you love him more as a competitor and respect the fact that he willed his team to six championship rings? What's your thoughts on this documentary so far? And what do you think about his impact as a person? Has it changed your views on him as a person? Daz, I'm going to start with you. I'll mute your mic. Um, I'm quite honest. I didn't quite get to see the um, whole documentary, so I can't really comment. Okay. You think you can do this to me? Oh, God. <laughs> well, well, listen. Go ahead. Go ahead, Pop. All right. Go ahead, It ain't changed my perspective at all, man. I mean, you got you got what I see on TV. He's talking about he's a bully. You got grown men talking about this. I'm like, dude, man, are you kidding me? What are y'all going to do? Go to counseling? Grown men? You're going to let another grown man tell you you can't eat a meal on the bus because you had a bad game? Like, come on. The man wants to win. The man the man put pressure on you. And if you couldn't take pressure from him, what happens if the guy on the next team talk trash to you, a.k.a. the Detroit Pistons? Facts. Facts. You know Check. what I'm saying? The man wants to win. And when he finally got them on, on that level, it won. Wow. Jay, what's your thoughts? Oh, hey, Jay. We don't hear you, Jay. I missed the last couple of episodes, too. I saw, like, the first two, so I can't really comment. You know me, man. Shout out to J.O.J. My man, J.O.J., he was too busy. He was was in the jungle out there, man. Cut it out, man. He was in the jungle. All right, Pop, go ahead. On you, then I'm going to give y'all my opinion on it, too, man. I got to say this. Uh, the, the more that I look at the documentary first, I want to say to all my sneakerheads out there, if you paid attention in the first episode, they did a shock drop of the Jordan Files, Fire Reds, and expect that there's going to be a shock drop tonight for the Flint and Gray 
uh, Jordan 13s. Expect that. The bearded one put it out there. Don't forget. I'm going to say this. Listen to us on Friday. <laughs> no necessities don't got nothing to do with Jordans, man. <laughs> don't got nothing to do with Jordans, man. I know Ali about to blow his gasket. Like, Listen, I got to put it out there. They putting the shock drop out there. They they, they they actually putting them out, I think, a month or two ahead. So, I mean, for those that are sneaking heads, those that like to buy, man, you can't knock people for their personal things or whatever. Man, they, like. they need to buy, they but, need to buy food, man. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this in, in regards to, to, to the sneakers. I'm going to say that Jordan as a whole, I can't really say I, I, I really had, because because they didn't really get into his personality. Uh-oh. And they didn't really to all of that. Only thing they really showed was like him as a basketball player and how dedicated he was and all this. But now that it's coming out from behind the scenes, he told, yo, when he was talking to Scott Barella, hit the free throw hole. Like, I mean, like, I mean, I, I probably would have had to fight him. I think, I, I think, like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be Man, straight. Stop it. Nah, B. Keep it 100. I'm, I'm gonna tell you like this we could, we could all be teammates, we could all be laughing and all that, but no man is gonna challenge me to a fight. Talking about, yo, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to just challenge because I just want to see you get get riled up about basketball, my dude. I mean, like, come on, man. Like, you, <laughs> to me, to me, it to me, it just goes to show, like, there's a fine line between leading the troops and embarrassing them to get better. So you mean, you know, you're trying to say, like, you shouldn't be acting like they in the park and, and somebody got hit too hard. No, nah, not even, I mean, not even that. I, I, I feel like, I feel like, some of the things, some of the tactics and things that he was doing, he was pulling out the wrong side of people. It wasn't really that he was that he that that people wasn't getting better around him. And and, and I'm not going to say that they were, because a lot of them, once he left that team, was worth what? Except Scottie Pippen and maybe Tony Kukoc. You feel Steve Kerr did his thing. But other than that, a lot of those players just drifted off to the side. So he didn't make that many of them better. You know, hey, well, let me let me say this, man. Um. Sometimes you got to push people, man, and, and people have all the potential in the world, and so to speak, and, and as the saying goes, they don't apply themselves. That was his way to apply himself. He tried to get under Scott Burrell's skin to, to make him be better than what he was, and for somehow it wasn't working because he said the guy was just too nice. You and and that's saying? my thing. It's it's like so. At that point, what else do you do? A real leader, you're gonna it's, find. It's listen, not much. The, it's not much else he could do. The, it, nothing that he could do. But this is the problem. Like that only way he knew how to lead was to embarrass you until you felt like you needed to do something. But as a grown I, ultimately, man, you, that's it, what I it, took it, away from that. I mean, we could. To me, we could sit here and we could make, you know, like, oh, you know, nah, he tried to get the bet out of people. What if he had got the the knuckle sandwich out of people instead? Then he would have got the knuckle sandwich then. And and this and this is the problem. Uh, is is that considered a leader? Is it a leader? Are you a leader of your people if you got to, uh, like, chastise people and beat people down in order to make sure that you get the best out of them? Is that really how we feel about anything for that matter? Like, I mean, think about it. Then, then it's okay to do that to your children. Yeah. Then it's okay to, you, you, you understand what I'm saying? I'm gonna take that's apples and oranges, pop. Nah, yeah. not at all. Not at all. You need that so, tough love. That's man. apples and oranges. You can you can there's talk a, to your kids. You can no, talk no, no, to no. your kids there's one a, way there's and, and a, a grown difference. man another way. So so you're gonna talk to another grown man like he less than a child then is what if you're, you're if you're a grown man, which if you're a grown man and your home is grand, you're six ten, you're gonna let a six six guy tell you you can't eat food. That ain't got that has nothing to do with what with what he said. I'm but asking you. He's telling you you can't eat because you, you had a bad game. Are you going to? Why would you want to do that to your teammate? 
Why would you want to do that to you? This is say, yo, I got love him. That's my brother. That just goes to show. It. All right. If that's the case and you know what he's saying, yo, you know, you 16. Yo, don't don't. First off, I'm not even buying that. I'm going to take that. I feel like that was something that somebody heard in an excerpt. Like he said, yo, don't feed him. You know what I'm saying? He ain't did nothing good this game. I think that was a joke. I don't think that they was really depriving people of food and all of that like that. But what I did hear was him call out there calling people all kind of names and all forth and so on. And like I said, people going to do that when you get to the NBA. There's going to be people that's going to be cursing you out and things like that. But you don't want to you want to hear that from them because you know it's you coming win. from them. You, you don't want to hear that from your teammates. I'm going to hit you with this, Pop. Would they do this? Athletes on earth, man. You in the NBA with the greatest athletes on earth. You have to be pushed. He won six championships, three championships. You think you can win all of that pussyfooting around? Pardon my French. You can't do that. You got to be with it. When you on the court, you talking. You can imagine that talk at the NBA level. And that's Come on, bro. But, but but ultimately they wasn't even on the court. They were on the plane. He talked to him like that. But, but this is the thing, see, and this is part of my point. What Jay said is exactly right, man. In the NBA, you playing with top tier athletes. You have to push people to have a certain edge. You think if Mike wasn't tough on those guys on and off the court, they would be tough on the court. They won, like Jay said, they did three peats twice. You know what I'm saying? Half of those guys owe Michael Jordan what they have today because of how hard he pushed them. You think somebody would have been in interested? And they was destroying teams because Golden State was like the last one to, to really destroy teams like that, like have a 72-game so, season. Like, so wait a minute. If, if that's, that's the it. case, if that's the case, we all – well, I saw episode eight. And if you saw the end of episode eight, they started to talk to his teammates. They started talking to Judge Bushler, Bill Winnington, Steve Curry. They started talking to a lot of these guys about how Jordan was. And they was like, yo, you know what? When we was off the court, we didn't want to deal with him. It was like at the end of the day, we but, didn't want to deal with him. Sometimes you know to win, that 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 person, you gotta hate. You might hate that person on top, but you're gonna get that job done. But you know well, what? One thing, the, one thing on I'll top say. of that, on top of that, when they brought it to Jordan's attention, it brought him to tears. But one thing I'll say, I'll say about this though, with because the whole he had the mentality, he had the mentality of he was doing it all out of love. If we all getting money and we all winning championships. Nah. That's 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 love right there in itself. He cried every time he won a championship. He bark on niggas like, "Yo, we won the championship because I was got on y'all." I'm gonna say bro. this about nah, this son, too. I, I think that's I think. what he said that too. He told he yeah. told what's the name in '98. He said, "Yo, you know what?" He said, "He said what you crying for? I did all the work." I think with Come um, on, big. I think with this thing with Michael Jordan too is that people don't understand is like I think he's trying to push push his other players because it's like, "Yo, don't just be here for the check." Like, you know what I'm saying? We could, you know, Justin be a legend, make a legacy, not just with me making a legacy, but you guys could all be, le you know, be legends, you know, not just, you know, be un up look, under me. Look what he you did know. to Scottie Pippen, man. He, he did that to Scottie Pippen or Scottie Pippen was he already there. Come on now. No, stop it, Pop. Stop it, Pop. So wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. Did he, did Pop, he beat the Pistons without, without Scottie? Did he? Scotty was there for three years. And it but did he beat the Pistons Scottie. without Scotty, though? Scotty, Scotty. Batman, Batman, Batman Jay, got on, Robin, Jay. bro. Scotty had to mature first. This championship without Mike. This, what? I'm not, I'm, no. I would never contest that. I would never contest that. The only person that won a championship without Michael Jordan on that team was Steve Kerr when he went to the San Antonio Spurs. There's a, It's a team behind it, though. That, but that's my point. But Mike was the team. 
And when Mike wasn't there, they won nothing. They lost to the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then the Knicks ended up losing to the Houston Rockets in the finals. I could say that because I'm a Knicks fan. But <laughs> Michael Jordan pushed those guys to the limit, and half of them wouldn't have their offseason career if they didn't win six championships with Michael Jordan. Bill Wennington is a, is a um, telecommenta- uh, uh, TV commentator for the Chicago Bulls right now. You think he would have got a job? If he wasn't playing with Michael Jordan, nobody knew who hell Bill Wellington Wennington was. Nobody All he was was six fouls. And, and and Bill Wennington got famous because he finished that double nickel game off of Mike. He so had no points that game. Right. Even though Mike would down them guys and shit on them and talk to them crazy, he still had enough confidence to pass them the ball in crunch time when it counted to win the well, game. Did you see Mike's face? Like, when he was walking to the huddle, he was looking at him like, yo, bro, like, you could have missed that dunk. <laughs> it was over. So, you about to get it in and practice it. He still had the heart to pass it to his teammates to show you, like, yes, I'm tough on you because I'm tough on you because I want you to be tough on the court. And that, I want you to be like, better. That, that was his only two points of the game. And that was the game winner. On a dunk. He didn't have, have to worry about he didn't have to scream on Rodman because Rodman was already crazy, so he ain't had to worry about that. Rodman was already crazy. Yeah, they go get Rodman knew. out of bed. He had Robin to go get Rodman was... out of bed in, in Vegas. Robin took a two day vac or three day vacation in the middle of the goddamn season. But well, well, Robin was already But well, Rodman was already a champion. Right. Oh, yeah, that's true. Rodman already knew what it take to win. And, and then it... once they got Rodman out of bed, what happened? And in the essence of time, man, because I know we got to move on the punchlines next, man. The second heated, heated, it's getting heated in here. Because we could go all day. <laughs> the second end of this question is: After seeing this last dance, what would LeBron James's last dance look like? A documentary. Don't all answer once. Nah, we go gonna give it to Zah. Go ahead, Zah. I go first, <laughs> and I'm gonna be on the serious note. No, um. I got a few questions, but I'll probably say um, why he needed to stack the deck so many times, man. Nice. I mean, I could go. I could also go the good route and say uh, he changed. He changed. He did change the game as far as he brought power to the players and free agency. As far as um, listen, I'm a sign for two years if you don't. If you don't get me what I want, I'm out. So I'm going to go that route. Just to be fair to Pop, I'm going to go that route. He, <laughs> nah, changed don't be fair the, to me. He, changed, he changed the game on that aspect. I give him all the props on that. Because, I mean, he, he's the best you, player in the you, league. Gonna... He's the best player in the league. And, and he's telling me, well, look, man, I deal with the players you got now. You got me for four years, right? J.O., what's I'm going to win. So you got four years to make this happen. And JLJ, this your man. What you think, Jay? He got to explain that again. I he, he kind of lost me, man. Uh, all right, I'm explaining right now. I give him the props for changing the game in free agency. All right. As, far as let's let's say he he signs a four year contract, which is a lot for him. He'll tell you know he'll have it to the owners to where he'll say, "You got me for four years. I'll play I'll play with what we got now, but." You got four years of having me, and actually, I can opt out in two. So, what you want to do before I, I can leave in two? What you want to do? So, basically, what you're saying, Zai, is that LeBron let the players realize that they hold all the power. The star players, exactly, they it's the star players, exactly. 
Now, Jay, the question, free agency to their advantage. Now, to Jay, the question was, was that after looking at this last dance documentary and then you see the good and bad side of Michael Jordan, the question is hypothetical. What do you think LeBron James's documentary would look like when they do this 20 years down the line to talk about him? Oh, they're going to they're going to try to bring it up like he was some sort of activist, too, though, at the same time. Thank you. Know? you. Oh, yeah, they're going to make it. Yeah, that's good too. That's gonna be like his main thing, like sh showing his more legacy. You know what I mean? Because he ain't he ain't got the killer instinct like Jordan, so he got that other side. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I put it like this, man. Like I said, shout to the bearded one, man. If anybody got a problem with what I'm about to say, give us a call five one six two zero six zero seven eleven. I'm only gonna say it one time, man. Listen, when it come down to, to LeBron James' last dance, the first thing that they're gonna concentrate on is that he was a he was a highly 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 recruited. Young kid at an early age, he was out there. He was doing basketball. He, he was killing them out there. He decided not to go to college, opted to go straight for the NBA. He was the first round pick. Ended up being the first round pick. Played his town. Played his time in his hometown. Gave his hometown the ultimatum, or even gave them a break on the contract on just signing an extension to get other players. They couldn't get any other players. He decided to leave and go to Miami, which was within his right to do what he had to do. Obviously, that's uh -huh. going to be the downfall of it. That's going to be the, oh, you know what, he did this, and they're going to show the burn in the jersey, but then they're going to show him in Miami, and they're going to show him flourish in Miami, win his championships in Miami, have a better, a better uh, view of what he needs to do in the world. He's going to come back to Cleveland, and he's going to beat the best team the NBA has ever seen at 73 and nine, he's going to beat them down three, one to win a, a, a NBA finals, a win, win an NBA championship. And after that, he's going to show, they're going to show his activist moments. They're going to show that most of the time, the man kept himself squeaky clean his whole career. Just because. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, There's been rumors of a love child out there. You talking about? Uh, if, if, uh, let me tell you, if that if that was for real, bars and who's to be the first one to know? So that ain't, that ain't even that's fake. Uh, that's been, fake. Bars and who's knows everything? Been a few, that's fake news. I'm sorry, I'm sorry that's to interrupt. News. That's fake this news. Been for, this that's, been for the last three years, but but, but that's like that's like Michael Jordan and his uh and 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 his little and his divorce and all those other stuff he was doing. They left that alone. They just kept the gambling. Bars and who's radio? Who's this? Fake news. Yeah, I'm so disrespectful. Oh God! Here we go. Y'all are, are so disrespectful. And we got we got man. about two more minutes left in this segment, man. You gotta make it fast, champ. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it simple. Like everybody talk about killer instinct. Like yeah, he had killer. One had killer instinct on the court, and the other one got killer instinct off the in court. In the world, thank you. Off the court, you know what I mean. So the same, the same, the same passiveness that people say that my, that that LeBron play with on the court. That's the passiveness that. Michael Jordan play with all the real big that's that's a hundred that's a hundred percent. Mike said he's not an activist. Yo, vague for that. Gotta you gotta put that on your page, bro. I gotta put I gotta put a like under that, man. God damn he it. Like Mike ain't quit for two years. Come on, I'm out. He quit. <laughs> all right. Oh, let's get it. That, that vague is um, yo, vague. We ain't wanna rush you off the phone. So Came back and won three championships. To wrap this up, to wrap this up, we know Daz got the punchline segment next. Yes, sir. But I think that the highlight of his last of LeBron James' last dance is going to be mainly focused on the um the losses into in the finals. But they're going to mainly focus on his activism off the court. And as Vague said earlier, like when we was talking about what most of these athletes and star players lack is the having not having the fear to lose anything 
because being that everything has happened like to Trayvon Martin and Mike Brown, LeBron James was the only was the first star athlete to stand up and and speak out against any of this stuff. You know what I mean? Facts. It took Mike 30, 40 years to actually come out and speak out against anything that has happened. Now, throughout the years, people have been getting robbed and shot for Jordans, and he never once came out and said, people, please stop. I'll re-release I'll re another set of sneakers if you stop killing each other for it. You know what I'm saying? Him and LeBron James, they're two totally different individuals in that aspect. So I think that his last dance will be focused more on his off the court and his family because he made this last. Because remember, it's going to go down. Remember, it's his last dance. His last dance is going to be L.A. where he's now trying to live through his kids now. He went to L.A. to have a better life for a son. He went to pursue his dreams as a person to be in Hollywood, doing shows and everything like that. So I think that LeBron's last dance is going to be focused more on the off the court stuff than the on the court stuff because he had more failures than actual accomplishments as far as finals is concerned because you know they measure you by championships in the NBA. I was about to say, but he he does have one of the one of the records that nobody else has. What's that? What record? He beat a seventy three and nineteen down three one. Mike ain't do that, bro. That was gotta give him his props. Gotta Mike give him his props. Gotta give him his props. Mike, Mike was never down in a fight. Mike never <laughs> no. Yeah, right. Mike always had his full squad though, too. And he never lost. Yeah. Come on, cut it, never lost. They cut never it out. They never lost. The man, the man had the man had Horace Grant, the man had Dennis Robin all the he time. He never the lost in the finals, Scottie right? Grant. He always lost in the playoffs, right? He never lost in the Pop. finals. He never lost in the finals, but Pop Horace Grant wasn't an all-star until Mike was gone. He wasn't an all-star, but he was a staple of that of that team. Come on, man. He was, but he was an all-star. Episode four, they said he was the rebounding. He was the rebounding dude that they needed. He was the he was the defensive presence inside, and he was the rebounding. Come on, come he, on, man. You front the only right thing now. He did, man, I'm not front. He, he then on top of that, he, he was 14 points a game. He averaged he averaged nine, 10 rebounds a game. And then, and then let's let's not knock the fact that Phil Jackson was the coach when they finally started winning. He had to get Mike to think a certain way. I don't believe in Phil Jackson. LeBron never had a coach of that caliber ever. That bronze fault ever. It's, it's not because you know it. He still made it happen. He's not coachable. He wants guys that he can control. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Uh, all right. Let's let's move on to the next segment because we're gonna be here for forty minutes. You got Daz with the punchlines, man. Daz, talk about it. What's going on? All right. You know, so I got you know, to say this. Urban, urban legends are born every day. I am one. I am the nose hunter, Mr. Two-Piece. Um, now, I want to talk about this. We were talking about Michaels. Mike's, excuse me. I want to talk about this Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield speculation for 2021. Um, I don't think it's going to happen in the year, so I'm just going to say 2021. Uh, I want to, you know, talk about a few people that are I'm talk about somebody who agrees with it and a few people that don't agree with it. Me being one. Um, I think Evander Holyfield also announcing that he is out of retirement is not good. I think this is a, you know, it's only good if both of those guys have a charity exhibition, you know, keep it safe. They're already legends. They're already cha world champions. They're already unified world champions. Um, just like I read a few hours ago. I think that is irresponsible for athletic commissions to allow Mike Tyson or Holyfield to come back and, you know, and fight 
uh, as as contenders at their age. I think uh, uh, Eddie Hearn said it's um irresponsible, but it's funny that Eddie Hearn says that. But but Larry Holmes agrees with Mike Tyson coming back and saying that he still feels that Evander Holyfield has a mental edge over Mike Tyson. Uh, one because Evander Holyfield fought a little bit lo- fought a little bit longer. You know, he fought before James Tony, of course, that was one of his you know last fights, and he fought you know um. The big dude from Russia, I can't remember his name, but Klitschko. Uh, no, it wasn't. You know, no, he didn't fight Klitschko. Frank fought, Bruno. Uh, Frank no, no, no. Evander no. Holyfield fought. Um, I forgot the Russian dude's name. He was about seven. No, he was about seven feet tall. The big guy that um David Hay fought. I it, top of my head. I'll say it later. But um, I think those two should just have exhibition. James Tony is another one who also said that he wants to come back. That's another fighter. I really don't. You know want to see back because all three of those fighters did not look good when they were retiring, you know, their age. So, you know, father Tom is undefeated. And I think, um, Tony Atlas, I really want to talk about Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas, um, said on fight hype on an interview that, you know, he just broke down about, you know, the hype and the emotions behind seeing Mike Tyson doing pad work. And he said one thing I said as well, um, who was punching back at him? You know, that, that's another, you know, what do you say, Zach? What if Mike is just getting in shape just to get in shape? Oh, he could did Mike a... actually specify that he wanted to come back to boxing? Yeah, he, specified he, wanted, he wanted to specify to come back. And he, he even specified to even have an interest in coming back because him and Deontay Wilder were, were going back and forth because of the comments Deontay Wilder said about, you know, he would beat, a, beat, a, beat Mike Tyson. And it's prime. And I remember that. Negative. I remember, I remember that. That's definitely a negative. But, but yeah. uh, I remember that. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, definitely, in my opinion. Yes, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. You you wouldn't want to see this fight, then? If it was a fight with a band of Holyfield, the thing about it, the fight would be, it wouldn't be as exciting as people think it is. You have to understand, he, Mike Tyson can be an in-shape 53-year-old man, but you have to understand a career of bad habits, a layoff of going to prison, coming back, you know, fighting maybe C-class opposition, and, and, and then almost quitting his last fight. I, the mentally... His mind's going to say one thing, but then his body's going to say something else. He's been smoking weed. You know, I, I don't I don't think he should come back as a contender. I think maybe a Shannon Briggs fight, maybe an older veteran. That just last like fight. Like a charity fight. That a last fight. fight. You he quit. I, I, I don't think he was he quit in that last fight. He said he didn't want to do the game like that. He said he I felt mean, like he was mooching off the game. He didn't want to do that. I mean, anybody can say a cop out, but when you get knocked down and, st- and sit there and then you let a ref count you out, you mentally gave up even before you got knocked down. You know, I, I, you, we can say a bunch of things. Rigondeau, you know, gave up on Lomachenko because he felt that, you know, him him as an older fighter, he's probably older than what they say. He's from Cuba. So, you know, a lot of, you know, keep it real. I think Rigondeau was probably 43 when he fought Lomachenko. You know, I, I just feel with, with, with him, He's going to say, oh, my hand got messed up. It wasn't, but an x-ray showed that his hand wasn't broken and it wasn't bruised. You know, you're going to save face. But Mike didn't want to give up. Evander Holyfield never quit. You know, that would be an advantage that he beat. He TKO'd Mike Tyson the first time. And then Tyson got frustrated because he got smothered on the inside and outboxed on the outside. So he bit his ear. You know, he lost twice. I mean, you could call it whatever. You put a head on the guy's shoulder. We're going to stand straight up and meet a left hook. I mean, Holyfield just... More, to me, more complete than Mike Tyson. I'm just a more, you know, any way you put it. I just feel that this might be a third loss, and then you're going to see a lot of clinching, 
they're both in their 50s. Evander Holyfield is four years older than Mike Tyson. So it's going to be a 50 what – is, what is he, 57 now, Evander Holyfield? Yeah, I think he's like 57. Yep. And he's fighting a 53-year-old. It's going to be two old men. You know, they're not going to punch like how you think it is. See, focus, Mitch – see, the last thing you lose is power. Like, you could take a Sugar Ray Leonard and he'll look explosive on the pads. But he's 60 years old. He's 64 years old. You know, you're not going to put him in there and be like, yeah, he's going to fight Jamel Charlo. <laughs> That's 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 almost irresponsible. First, I would never, if I was a commissioner, I would never give him a license. The first round, the first round would be great. If after the second round they run out of gas, it wouldn't even then, run out of <laughs> gas. The fact that the mind says one thing and the body does something else. No, well, my Tyson, thing is, if they fight a three round fight, that'd be great. Exhibition, absolutely, yeah. it'd be great. I think James Tony Mike Tyson should have an exhibition. We never saw that happen. I don't. I, I honestly would have no interest in seeing him in Holyfield. Be, I want to see James Tony and Mike Tyson. Um, as an exhibition, I think that would be great. They're talking about Shannon Briggs in a bare knuckle fight with uh Mike Tyson, a uh, battle of Brooklyn. That could be something that could be happening in Barclays Center. It's entertaining. I mean, my advantage of somebody gonna get hurt with bare knuckle. I, I think, Shannon, I think Shannon Briggs, I think Shannon Briggs will win. I think he'll just jab Tyson to death and it won't, nobody will get knocked out. It, it, you know, a lot of holding, a lot of pushing. I, 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 you know, those guys had their time, you know, they're legends. Um, you know, they're all, you know, world champions. And the same thing with, you know, guys right now. I mean, looking at guys even around my age that are almost going towards and like a Danny Jacobs and, you know, Terrence Crawford and them guys have a few years left. You know, they're, they're getting into their mid-30s. I mean, let the get the young dudes. This is a problem I see in boxing. Guys stay too long. You know, we've seen two fighters, three fighters, two fighters get knocked out the ring, you know, not in my lifetime, but but one one in my lifetime. Hopkins and, and um Joe Lewis got knocked out the ring. I mean – do we got to see that again of these guys, you know, you know well, let the guys, let the kids in the nineties go, let, let Devin Haney, let Javante, these, it's their time, you know, let, let the, you know, uh, F.A. Jabba's and those guys. I mean, even Tyson Fury, who's, you know, going towards the end of his prime, you know, let him finish and bow out. Jantley Joshua, let him finish and bow out. They're almost done. Well, you know, you know, these guys are like three generations behind and they're still trying to fight because they some they might need money. I think Holyfield needs more money than Mike Tyson. You know, um, it's yeah. sad when you start seeing I, I, Holyfield well, gave Chris Dollar. Mike was broke too. Like Yeah, but but Mike Tyson is off of this weed distillery. He has a story, he's making money and he's been in a few movies, so he's gotten his money, you know, now. Uh, um, Radio, who's this? Yo, this is Union Square. What's going on, man? What's going hey, on? Yo. I'm sorry, man. I had to call because I'm tired of this man hating on Tyson. Like he say he's hating on Tyson. I don't know what he got to Tyson. I'm the Hall of Famous he be. Stop hating on Tyson. I'm not hating on him. I'm just telling the truth. How many Hall of, how many Hall of Famers did he beat? Huh? How many Hall of Famers did he beat? Tyson will whip with anybody else in his class in the three rounds. Now, now the, the thing that, that needs to be seen is the Holyfield. And I think if they go around this round again, I think Tyson won't beat him. Yo, he's going to be sluggish. He's going to get beat again. And it's just going to be a lot of holding and clinching by Holyfield and Mike, and Mike Tyson. Knock that ass out. He ain't do it the two first two. He ain't do it the first two times. So what do you think he's gonna do it at fifty three? Yo, Union Square. I got a question for you though. I got, and then we got to step on. We got to move on. Union Square. I got a question. If Mike Tyson does fight and Holyfield does fight, do you think that it's gonna be a twelve round match or a three round? Oh, it's gonna be a three round. Oh, it's gonna be exhibition. It's gonna be exhibition. It's not gonna be no winner or loser. Yeah. Be Union Square. 
He's uh, trying to say Union Square that you can't you can't get out there and get it in with the young boys if they get on your nerves. He's saying you over a certain age. That's a wrap. <laughs> no, 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 listen. I can't the, the the shape that I'm in and the way I am right now, I can't get out there and get in, in, in with them young cats. Right? But the boxing shape that Tyson is getting into right now. He would he would still get outclassed by Usec or he'll get outclassed by even an old um Louis Ortiz, that's still oh. game at 50 years old. I tell you what, struggle with Louis Ortiz. I tell you what, in the edges of time, we definitely gonna hopefully and just check that out, man. Union Square, my dude, always calling in at the right time, my brother. <laughs> All right, All right, y'all, I stay up. I just had to get on that. These youngies gotta still stop hating on Tyson, man. Get on the cop. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> so, good looking, Union Square. Thanks for the call, man. All right, y'all. Okay, gentlemen, we about to step into this rap report. We got a couple things going on in the hip hop community. Listen, we're going to set it off. We're going to set it off with my man over here. Yo, Zai, what's going on yes, with your sir. man Buck over there, B? Yo, man, <laughs> young Buck uh, filed for bankruptcy, man, against uh, obligate, contractual obligations still owe the 50 Cent G in the records. Wow. Um, That's crazy, <laughs> man. He, he's he's right now beefing with Fifty. He don't want he don't want to fulfill any of those contractual obligations because he said even after he pays, he says nah, I'm not doing none of that. Mm. That's going to be a war. You can look for IG to see mm-hmm. Fifty start start to bring in Young Buck's name back up um, a lot. You know he he reportedly owes 415 415,000. Uh, Dollars in taxes from two between 2014 to 2019. Wow, um, who's gonna bail him out? Oh His main God. credits are, are child support and the IRS. Man, you think it's fake? Pay your child support, fellas. I don't think I, it's fake. I don't think it's fake neither. I think he broke. He owes the, he owes the Georgia Department 415 grand now. Wow. Coronavirus. This is real. This is coronavirus. A lot of artists out. Uh, chapter thirteen in January. No tours. You heard Slim earlier. This is where they make a lion share their money on tours, selling their merch, show yeah. money. We ain't getting they, no, ain't no albums out right now. So if ain't well, no money being made, you're not making no money. But but that's still, that's, but they think they think that he's filing thirteen chapter thirteen to get out of paying fifty cent his money. Well, and stills they, they got to be doing something around now because we had a versus battle last night. Oh, God. And and I didn't watch, by the way. I caught it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it in when Nelly was halfway drunk. He just rocking, bobbing his head to some song that he was that nobody ever heard before. And Ludacris was sitting there looking at the screen like, yo, is this nigga serious? Like, yo, is he? Is he for real? <laughs> Luda, played, Luda played a few joints that he never um. He did. He said him and Timberland did like 15 joints. Nah, nah, but he had to play it because Nelly Raleigh over the internet was going down. He had definitely had to boost mobile Wi-Fi. The feedback that everybody gave in the Bars and Hoops, shout out to the Bars and Hoops community, 1,400 strong. Everybody was saying unanimously that Ludacris pretty much won hands down. They said if Nelly got anything, it was maybe two to three joints. Yeah, but yeah. but we talking about Ludacris. Yo, Ludacris could have played his first album, and that could have been it. 
His first album was and, fire. And, but you know, prior prior to this, um, a couple of the Saint Lunatics was was on Instagram down in um, Ludacris saying that he he was he stole Nelly's songs. He stole, he stole Nelly's style. Um, that even, it even goes back to them signing Chingy. So um, Ludacris signing Chingy. That was what? a shot. You know, what I'm saying they talk about how he, you know. Uh, What's that song uh, Ludacris did? Fantasy. They said, they, you know, this guy you Ali. You can do this to me? Yeah. I mean, Ali from the St. Lunatics says that Ludacris song's fantasy is bitten off of uh, Nelly's song. I, I, I can't like, buy that, man. I can't, I can't either. I don't even I matter the fact. Either. They don't even count so much that we're just going to move on. <laughs> We're going to move on to the special <laughs> edition, man, because I'm going to tell you that rap battle, that, that, that battle was 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 not, it was not fair. Ludacris is by far the better rapper. I don't care what nobody said. He's by far the better rapper. He's by far the better song maker, in my opinion. And I feel like Nelly is still caught up in the past. His style is now obsolete, where if Ludacris style is obsolete, he still could get in there and make words rhyme. I can't say the same thing about Nelly. Ludacris lyricist. Exactly. He's, he's- He's funny, but he's hilarious. Like well, well, Nelly, we'll a harmonizer. He's a Ja Rule. He's a he's a early fifty cent. Damn, he said that. No, nah, I wouldn't even because Ja Rule could still rap too. I would. Nell, Nelly was out there singing. B. He was like, "I'm going down, yeah. down, baby." Like ja Rule and fifty Come cent. Come on, man. He was out there putting putting out baby baby uh lyrics, man. You know what I'm saying? So. It is what it is, man. I, I wonder, man. We we gonna move on to our next segment. We gotta cut it down a little bit. My man Jo looked like he prepared. Yes, sir. What we got today, Jay? Yo, we got Westside Gun straight out of um upstate New York, Buffalo, uh, Buffalo, right? Yeah, yeah. You're on step. Come on, let's go, Balls of Hoops Radio. Shout out, Zelda. Hey, yo. Rockin' on Sakai in the 9-11 sauce house Popped out, big drum on the head, sort of mouthpiece Name's West, but I'm from the East Hey yo, the only nigga that got five bitches is five bitches. You know, be your eyes listen to time time bitches and fly with it. You fly bitches, sipping pain in the rain, never got wet. Just for my niggas that's locked in the cage, brushing their waist with a chip bag, driving like six flags. Close the fifth fat, broke your dog, got rich fast. How you figure you niggas illin', you illin', millin' the shillin'. I call with a wonderful feeling, put holes in your bill in the low, and I be touching big bags. Go your leashes on all red, St. Bernard, St. Lawrence, water with the coke, with the avion, they be on. Bullshit, I be on real time. I be out of friends with Clovis, sipping real wine. Toasting my real niggas, they're selling dope still. Ah. I be sipping real wine, toast. Oh, oh God. Toasting my niggas. I got to say. What's what's the rating on that? Steals. What's what, what's I'm your that all day? That's a four and a half in my book. Shout out to West Side Gun because a lot of people didn't like him because they felt like he was the least lyrical member of that whole uh, Griselda movement. And it seems like the more spotlight is being shined on him now, the more he's stepping up to the plate. He is the brains behind that whole movement. You know what I'm saying? He does all the beats. He's the RZA of Griselda. And now he's stepping his bars up. So I get that four and a half, swishing that all day. I'm gonna give that four and a half to his fire. I was bumping my head, man. I'm definitely getting playing this ride. <laughs> it's getting playing this ride. Who else we got? Uh, I mean the note. The yeah, nose exactly. hunter going. The nose hunter going to give it a five. 
Shout out to Dez. I think that's his first five, yo. First five and balls and hoops racing. <laughs> Word. Jay, what you doing with that? Yeah, I'm giving it a five. That's on repeat for like an hour right there. Yeah. You know, like a buck 90 on the highway. Yeah. Zah, what you think? I'll give it a three. I knew that he was going to say that. Say why. It ain't just appeal to me. Got you. That nigga talking all that fly shit. Zah, like, man, I don't know. Hell, I hear that. About. Like, you know, Balenciagas, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> I'm, still wearing cha- I'm still wearing champion. <laughs> I don't even wear that. Yo, J.O.J., we got another joint? Yeah, we got Lloyd Banks, Painted Houses, featuring Votto, y'all. Come on, let's get it. Shout out to Pink. South side up. Harlem, what up? You're now tuned in to Bars and Hoops Radio. Ties going down for the 2020, nigga. Uh. I don't expect peasants to recognize greatness. You're used to weirdos, future zeros. Where I'm from, make it out, you're a superhero. I'm dropping shit like the Irishman, new and improved De Niro. Me and my baby against this crooked world. Got her two Cuba earlobes. One in the billion with this feeling. Right product can move the zeros. Running the building, weapon molding. Uh, arms out like a scarecrow. You simple rappers can never face God. I got that gen and say quad. I hit the end and stay hard. Hop in the bins and say ah. You call all them bodies, huh? Forensics say nah. What would you do when fickle niggas break fly? Dipped on the game and say bye. Hangover hounding me from last night's glory I'm in new machinery, sporty Getting smacked like Courtney, make sure I'm careful I don't need no copper flashlights on me Been here before, feel like my past life haunts me Dog, I've been it, snatched Georgie A sprinter van, hash orgy, miracle man Strap shorty, too many slabs of currency Smuggle the bands back, his back, his back, his back, his back That's what I'm telling you, Kim Trying to get back some retirement That's five more days that's five, son. I gotta say, I'm playing that joint, son. And that's another five. That's a, that's not a five. Yeah, hell yeah, five oh, all day. Oh, I'm I'm giving it a five. That's a breast and a wing. That's a two piece with two <laughs> sides and a biscuit. One day, two for fives down the way. <laughs> <laughs> what you saying, Zah? I hear you over there. He what, did, did he raise his fingers up? <laughs> I know, and they ain't play Vado. Yeah, hmm. Votto versus. Well, we could get to that toy. That's a five. That's <laughs> say nothing. I, I put my hands up. You can't see my hand. It looked like ten. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if you got any henny over there, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So that brings us towards the end of the show, man. Um, <laughs> I want to put out the good word over here for this week. You know, a lot of people, you know, we lost a lot of people during this uh, this uh, pandemic that we had going on. And I just recently lost uh, a family member and not to this, but just lost in general. And it hurts, you know, so I just wanted to put this out there. Grief is the last act of love we have to give those we love where there is deep grief. There was great love. So with that being said, I want to say rest in peace to my cousin Shayla Chestnut, gone way too soon. Um, rest in peace to all of those people that 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 we have lost, and may we find the strength to keep going. That's from the bearded one. Shout out to Pop, man. Where were they? And um, shout out to Good Time Slim, man. Shout out to everybody that listened on Facebook. Shout out to everybody that was listening on the station today. Numbers was up, you know what I'm saying? I really appreciate that, man. And shout out to y'all fellas, man. You know what I mean? For making this another great show, man. 
for real. But I think on this note, man, JOJ, you might have to take us back out of here with that last joint you played, kid, for sure. Yes. Them traffic extracurriculars fog the windows. Come the morning paper cuts blue sea notes. Do a crescendo. I will consumers from intro. My shooters shoot off the mental. Ain't no maybes or missteps. If I cross the line, then I mental. Nigga, moving on. Your boy's a unicorn beyond a human strong. Recoup upon 20 plus years. Fuck did I poop so long? 430, the truth was born in trooper form. Gone soon as recruitment song. I heard your recordings. Wish I can roof your songs and bug it. Mm. this new generation is misdirected. Break them all apart. Then wipe my style down with the disinfectant. Odie on, I'm hip protected. Hitman in the flipping necklace for the record. This decrepit offspring is misinvested. Hate the gossip column or the type type. Who even cares? Nigga, I've been sick. I do these mics like booty go bad. My studio sessions turn to fright night. Goonies appear. I'm right back on the pedal. OG white knights, bitchless in hair. And people pitching you hope. I've never been open to listening. King of mine and my business to go with the social distancing. Rookies ain't built to go rounds. Cocky with no conditioning. Bitching your vocal pitching. Ghostwriters, this flow suspicion. Run up on and bust a move bow spinning like new edition hit districts religiously diamond dot on my uh, crucifix everyone claiming they pop pistols till the ops get you as soon as it's not with you and blow you like scott's tissue cleaning up the room when these bros and these mobs hit you wrist bright stick you for ice like popsicles yes. oh, them fellas rowdy i'm from where the weather cloudy when rappers bump their shit i leave faster than teddy rally i've been that guy on the black street beretta proudly point game come through the lane you better foul me Forever score, my shooters a better ball. When playing with Pelicans, we hit it with Fedanov. Only thing definite is getting the Fez involved. I'm telling y'all, they had niggas writing the tell it all. About to the hate it, like we don't count it, we weigh it. Aaron, like Frank Sharon, a bunch of houses I painted. A hundred thousands I made it, a couple houses I gave it. I ain't lit everywhere, but some project housing I'm favorite. They just snatched my OG, but he innocent. Trunk full of cocoa was OT in the Genesis. I moved so and low key like I'm different. Still grab the 40 like OE, I'm a minister. Uh, I ain't the accent type. Nah. You got a bag, you don't ask the price. Bullets tuck you in, kiss your ass goodnight. Wow. My nigga pool caught a massive bite. It bit him in his ass with a hundred fast like he asked for life. I'm on your block with y'all trapping lights. Every corner, it's red dot on the pole like a traffic light. We fuck bad bitches for bragging rights. The bitch I had the night made me work for it. Almost had the wife. Keep it AC when it's fire. CT to AC is eight keys in the tire. Don't thank me, I'm retired. If you talking Franklin's, quite frankly, we papayas. Yes. Ain't trying to lose. I'm like, what I gotta prove. Coronavirus got me moving like Howard Hughes. Uh -huh. A lot of dudes that's powerful was powerful. Uh -huh. Make sure every watch coming and playing like Todd 2. 9-11 white seat piping, powder blue. Woo. Carolina shoe MJs from 92. Woo. No monkey bars, these guns swing with slime. Through when I ride through, bitches a soup like Kalalu. <laughs> 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 